everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of Games My Mom Found. I can't believe it's been 40 episodes. I am, I am Mike Elberton, and who is with me tonight? Stefan JD. Dirt Hughes. And, and I am Julian guest. Titus. We haven't and, done any, uh, like, special names in a while. <laughs> no. I we haven't, but, but I just have one request uh, for this podcast from all of you. Okay. Become my soul, Reva. <laughs> my angel of death. That's my only request. That's all. That's all I ask of you. I was hoping for some of that. I was going to say, who are the block pushers with me tonight? But then I forgot it after I started talking. Oh, but, that's a very apt one, though. That, that, yeah. That is, mm. that's Let's just do it again. Game. Let's leave all this in and do it again. <laughs> There's one episode where we did that, where I just kept going to fuck it. It's funny to put it in, but not tonight. Oh, and Julian, where might people know you from? Actually, where I know you from, too. So, uh, Listeners may know me from uh, the episode of Games My Mom Found, where we talked about Blood Omen Legacy of Cain, but probably more from Nerds Without Pants, the podcast that I've been running for... Oh, seven years now. <laughs> it's a long time. It's a long okay. time. We're at like nine months. Yeah. Hey. Does it feel like three years yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's nine month anniversary today as, uh, oh, yeah. as of this recording. Congratulations. Well, happy nine months. Congratulations, us. <laughs> Jill Higgins just like, you wait. You wait. <laughs> it's a beautiful baby vampire. A <laughs> uh, couple things I, I want to mention before we get in, get, before we get into the podcast and introduce what game we're talking about. First, I do want to say I want to give a shout out to another podcast that I was actually on that's published. I mentioned a little bit in our 5K, but I want to bring it up in the on the regular episode too. Uh, I was on the Classic Gamers Guild podcast with Rick, who was on our Space Quest Five episode. So if you want to hear me get interviewed, which I didn't realize he was interviewing me until we started recording and he published it, but <laughs> Really cool, buddy. Real cool friend of mine. Take a listen to that podcast, too. And also, another podcast I want to mention that's also giving us a shout-out. It's called the Driving With Us podcast. I got a quick thing I want to read from them. Have you ever experienced the boredom of a long commute? Well, not anymore. Two sisters, I can't pronounce these names, B and T, have taken upon themselves to combat the problem with the Drive With Us podcast, where every Thursday they post a new episode where they talk about driving and stupid things people do. And actually have a commute story I shared with them, too. So get a chance to take a listen to their show. Take a listen to all these podcasts. Because you can. <laughs> All right. Now I got that out of the way. Um, first, uh, Stefan, why don't you introduce what lovely game you picked out for us? <clears throat> Did I pick this one? I don't I remember. I think so. Which. I might have, but it, you okay. picked the original. Uh, it's Soul Reaver, the second game in a long-running series that has now officially ended and didn't get an ending, uh, Legacy of Cain, about oh. Blood Omen. Yeah. <laughs> Blood Omen Legacy of Cain, Soul Reaver Legacy of Cain 2, Blood Omen 2. <laughs> Defiance. Defiance. <laughs> uh, and this came out, We all, I think we all played the PlayStation 1 version, which came out in 1999, made by Crystal Dynamics for the PS1 version, which is now owned by Square Sanix, which I was like, what the hell? I forgot about that. Yep. So, mm -hmm. oh, there will be spoilers for Blood Omen, Legacy of Cain, probably Legacy of Cain series, but honestly, this game came out almost 20 years ago, so I think it'll be okay. Actually, this game came out over 20 years ago. It'll be okay. So, <laughs> your warning. I don't feel bad. <laughs> All right. Anyone want to try to, like, give a brief summary of Blood Omen story real fast? You are Blade, and you have to kill <laughs> um, your dad, Extra Blade, from the first game. That's so over but okay. I mean, that's it. <laughs> uh, Blood Omen is about a guy named Kane 
I'm, I'm going to be repeating myself here, who just wants to get a Bud Light. <laughs> he's killed for it. And then he becomes a vampire. And then he wants revenge. And he gets it. And then he basically destroys the world. <laughs> and that leads you in a Soul Reaver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you are a vampire until you aren't. Oh, okay. Five minutes into the game. <laughs> that, that gets us caught up to where I, I wanted us to be in some, in some for, form of fashion. Uh, We're totally okay. caught up. <laughs> yes. First thing I do want to ask is anyone played this game back in the day at any point before this yes. show? No, Absolutely. <laughs> okay. The Legacy of Kane episode. I always saw the picture of this game constantly. The cover art of this game is like, like famous at this point. For whatever reason, this cover art of this game is just was so saturated everywhere, and I don't know why. Oh, hold on. I'm actually going to stop talking and fix this real quick because I know exactly what's going on, Mike. Okay, I'll take over then. Um, uh, uh, oh wait. I actually. No, I don't know what's going on. Okay. <laughs> I have actually never played this game before either. This was my first time playing it. Oh, I never even. I knew it existed, but I I stayed away from the game because I never played the first one or any of them until this podcast. It's a good so, series. Uh, <laughs> I think this game is very much of the period. Yeah, there's a lot of block pushing. <laughs> yeah, I, the the question I have for the developers and development in general is like, do they just stop and say, well, we got to make puzzles for the game, so let's figure it out at the beginning here, and they all decided on block pushing. Yeah. Because that's essentially like 80% of the game, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, oh, I only played I half, have... half of it, by the way. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Well, yeah. I also have a, a comment for Julian. So I was watching a video about this game. They compared this game, one of your favorite phrases, a Metroidvania. Oh, yeah. Well, one, <laughs> like, it's fuck that not, word. But... <laughs> um, and two, like, honestly, like, it, it holds way more in common with like the Tomb Raider series it, and, and, you know, kind of to go back to your other point about like the design, I, I think it was just kind of like, it was the style of the time. I mean, you know, they were, they were definitely trying to learn a new language with like, you know, polygonal uh, game engines, but then also it was like, you know, like a, like a lot of the puzzles in Soul Reaver, they make sense to like the gamer brain of like, okay, of course I'm going to have to do this, this, and this. And all of them are like, it's like you go into like a room with like a little pieces of a much larger puzzle that all come together to solve like this larger room. But if you stop and think about it for any length of time, none of it makes any sense in like a logical fashion, just like Tomb Raider, where it's like, you're, you're telling me that this is how the people who used to live here lived? Like, this is how they got from point A to point B on a daily basis? Like, they, they had to, like, push this over here and move this lever and turn this crank? Like, no, but, but the character has to do something for, you know, 50% of the game. Well, to be fair, only, like, the minions have to do that. All the vampires have wings. So. True, yeah. So they probably didn't only... give a shit about what was going on on the grounds. <laughs> only Raziel had wings, and that's why you end up in this whole predicament, because your wings get ripped off and you get thrown into a lake of death. I think some of the others uh, vampires have wings before they all got turned into weird building monster things. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta imagine that in the you know hundred like the three hundred years or so between when he gets cast down and when he wakes up, like some of them probably developed wings in that time. Uh, I like to think of this game as the the edgiest uh, Spyro game ever made. <laughs> <laughs> All I could think about playing this game was like, especially once you get the ability to like not really fly but glide. It's like this just feels like this feels like Spyro. It feels like I'm playing a Spyro game. I mean, except. I mean, he. I. I. I that's a good point. 
I just gotta say that opening though, like when this game starts out and you're still a vampire before you become a reaver or whatever the hell he is. The just the part where he, <laughs> the part where it's... his wings like expand, Kane just walks over and just rips him out of his back. And he's Ooh. one of his sons in quotations. And I'm well, just, he like what? he like slaps him because it's still like a game from what like 1990? 1999. Yeah, he comes over, he just like slaps him in the back, and Raziel falls over. He's like, ah, you've tore my wings off. And I was like, did he? (laughs) I do gotta say, though, like this game also came out on Dreamcast, and the Dreamcast version looks way better. Like, I was watching a video walkthrough how to do this, and I'm like, why does this look so much better? There's something wrong with my version of this game. Because my version had some issues. But it wasn't. It's just the Dreamcast version is way better. It was ported from Windows to Dreamcast, which is a weird sentence to hear in 2019. <laughs> I bought I bought the Windows version, but it kept crashing on me. So if anyone who bought the Windows version, you can make it work, but you have to mess around with Windows and tell and make Windows think you're using Windows 7 or Windows 8. Otherwise, I've it actually, won't run. I've actually considered getting like trying to find an old laptop and throwing like Windows 95 on there. Just oh my god! Some games you <laughs> just can't run anymore. Like some games on Windows 10 just will not run. That's like that's just a thing. Like the compatibility features will no longer work. I run DOSBox for old games sometimes. I guess you could do that too, but I kind of like the idea of having like a specific, like a specific computer. Actually, I've got my old laptop that's all fucked to hell. I could, I guess I could Turns just on like computer, walks away for an hour, comes back. Oh, it's ready to go. It's yeah. ready to go. Yeah, finally. Uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna turn this on and then go watch a show on Netflix, and when I get back, it'll finally have started up. <laughs> I don't miss those days. I guess well, I could set up so it is Windows, too. like it is a new operating system just with DOSBox on it. Yeah. Right. And then also, like when, he, when they throw him in the lake, because they they take his body, his brothers take his body, and they cast him into the Lake of the Dead, which is supposed <laughs> to be him suffering through like for eternity. I mean, that's just terrible. Hi, son. You and, got uh, you evolved. Fuck you. Go in the water and suffer for the rest of your existence. <laughs> And for those worried about like the concept of eternity, um, don't be. Eternity is only three hundred years, <laughs> so That's really not that bad in the grand scheme of things. Really not that bad. I gotta say, this world went to hell in those. In like, well, I mean, this is fifteen hundred years after Blood Omen one, but God, the world's a terrible place in 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 Soul Reaver. Yeah, mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting what happens when you have a uh, ill-fitted leader um, that <laughs> takes despotic control. It it, it almost feels like. <laughs> Soul Reaver was telling us <laughs> portents of the future. <laughs> I didn't think about that. But that's good. I mean, because Kane is in charge and he's just a psychopath. That's yes, a good way yeah. to put it. I mean, he's become he, drunk with power and also very like like I think the intro does a really good job of showing just how petty he has become and how far he's fallen as as far as his humanity goes by this point. Wow. Um, so it really sets that's him up as, as like a, a villain. For as this far game. as uh, as far as we know, yes. <laughs> now, now, I mean, you know, things definitely progress throughout the series as far as like his motivations and stuff like that. But you know, setting up the the previous uh, protagonist as the main antagonist mm. for this game, like I think they do a really good job of making that switch because you know, for me, I mean, I loved Kane so much in Blood Omen, you know, especially because of Simon Templeman's performance. So it was a big ask for me to be like, well, now you got to go kill him. Uh, but they did a pretty, you know, they did a good job of establishing like how much he had changed. So I was like, okay, yeah, this, this is not the Kane that I knew. <laughs> that was, uh, it was interesting. Same voice it, actor. Oh, it is. Right? Same voice actor. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, I, yeah, very few games like can pull off 
making your main character the bad guy in the, in the next game. I'm trying to think of like any other. They did a really good job in this one because Kane's just uh, an asshole. And then, I mean, like everything when you do, when you come back from the Lake of the Dead after the 300 years of eternity, I mean, everything is just fucked up like to all hell. And I mean, some people, like I was saying earlier, people compare this to Metroidvania. This is not a Metroidvania at all. This is more ooh. like a Zelda clone where they cut off part of the game and made something, you know, but it feels more like a Zelda clone than it does anything else. Or like, as, as Julian said earlier, like the old Tomb Raider mm. game, like that type of style, which yeah. I never played. Tomb Raider <laughs> but... puzzle solving with Zelda style combat. Oh, um, oh but I, but I, combat. I do feel, I do feel that Soul Reaver is like a super ambitious PlayStation one game. When you consider, I like, I'm still astounded with the transitions from the spectral realm to the material plane, because I, even even back in 99, I was like, the PlayStation shouldn't be able to do this. <laughs> that is, those are awesome. I'm glad you brought that up. A lot of this game, you can switch between two different, as he was saying, two different realms to solve puzzles and do things and alter the world, which is which is impressive that the PS1 could even do this back then. I really like that. I I love being in the in the spiritual realm and just fighting those little weird little monsters. Yeah. <laughs> but I also like it because I, I didn't notice this till after I beat the game. Raziel has no mouth. He has no bottom half of his mouth. Like that, that cloak wrapped around yeah. him is covering what, what would should be his mouth, and he has no mouth. Like all of a sudden, I realized when he pulls the cloak out, it's just his big front of it, uh, the top half of his, of his jaw just sucking in souls. I'm like, oh, he has no mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have, um, I had two, like, like uh, they were the same uh, company. I forget who made them, but I had a, it was like a 12-inch Kane figure from Soul Reaver and a 12-inch Raziel, and it was cool because you could take off his his little uh, scarf and just see like the exposed, like, you know, upper jaw. And it was, it was a really neat effect. Uh, there, were, there were some really cool toys. <laughs> he's a cool, I mean, he's a cool character. Like I had known who Raziel was and came, well, mainly Raziel from being a gamer all these years, even though I never touched these games and just seeing people have, you know, talk about him and talk about how great this game is. I'm like, who cares? I understand. <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, I mean, a lot of this game is basic. Well, not I shouldn't say basic, but a lot of it is just platforming. Like we said earlier, there's a glide mechanic to it, which is oh, that's one thing that did piss me off in this game. That there are a lot of jumping puzzles in this game where you have to go right to the edge to make your jump, or you're not making it. Period. Yeah, yeah. I, that that made me angry. Well, I mean, I didn't mind too much. I just hit F1 and hit F3, and I was okay. But <laughs> I didn't like that. <laughs> and that and then after the, after that, Mikey hit FU. <laughs> uh, there was there was one point where if you play this game with an xbox controller this is even if you play the pc well maybe not play the pc version but the version i was playing and it i had to actually change two of my buttons to the same two of the button like l2 and r2 both to l to l2 so he would actually be able to aim and shoot things because hmm. otherwise it just wouldn't work just he just wouldn't aim mm -hmm. so, we'll get into more of that later because a certain boss fight that affected but one thing also we hadn't mentioned, the combat in this game, like, I don't personally like the combat that much until I got the Soul Reaver. But, like, that was cool. I mean, the he only has, like, a three-hit combo or something. Something stupid like that, I want to say. That's, did anyone yeah. else get hit a lot in combat, or did I just suck? Well, real he has a, a three-hit combo, and then you can hold the button and charge it up to do, like, a <laughs> super strike. Yeah. Oh, maybe we should talk when I play this game. <laughs> I do I like hit. the way that they that they handle the the vampire enemies where like you can actually like 
pick them up and throw them onto spikes or into sunlight mm-hmm. or into the water. You like you can really exploit those weaknesses, but then then that kind of goes by the wayside right away because you're just like picking up weapons from the environment and just using those as like makeshift stakes, basically. Um, but I it's still a pretty know. neat concept. I didn't well, know you could pick had... up weapons until yep. I got Soul Reaver. <laughs> I, I actually had a very uh, specific question. So I was fighting two of the uh, like gremlin-looking dudes on a bridge, and there was some water below us. And I, when I killed one of them, the other one just like freaked out and just jumped off, ran away, and jumped into the water and killed itself. Is that <laughs> part of the game or? No, I was like, I'm going to say it's a glitch. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's funny. Though. I yeah. also didn't realize until way too long that you could pick up an enemy and hold them to carry them to throw them. I thought you had to walk over, hit triangle, throw him. Walk over, aim right, pick triangle, throw him. Yeah. Game's a lot more, lot, lot less fun when you don't know you can just carry them to their death. Mike, how, 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 how do you make? How have you made it this far with video games? <laughs> I really wonder sometimes. I, I, I would like to say though, like as far as this game, and I could be wrong, but I mean, I was playing a lot of video games at this point, being in retail, and I feel that Soul Reaver, at least from my memory, was the first game that had like a in-world part of the story training segment. Uh, or tutorial segment where up until that point, all the games that I had played, if there was like a part of the game that told you how to play the game, it was like a separate mode, like either from the menu or like in the case of like a Tomb Raider game, you actually were like at Lara's house and they kind of told you how the game worked. But this was like part of the game, like the very part of the very beginning of the game is actually you learning the controls and how to, how to do like the combat and stuff like that. And at the time I was like, this is the coolest thing. Like they, they took care of, like how to do the game, like in the story. And now, you know, 20 years later, I'm like, I'm over it. I'm just like, okay, I just want a mode that says, I know how to play video games and let me go. Like, I don't, I don't need this forced tutorialization. <laughs> but back then I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, do I, do I sound better now? I just realized I wasn't using the right microphone. <laughs> so... I did the same thing, so. Oh, okay, so I didn't, so I'll, I'll leave a, I'll put a disclaimer. Yeah, I didn't, I was sitting there talking and I realized, wait, my microphone isn't plugged in. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, so, it's louder now as well. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so long. So I was coming through okay earlier though. It wasn't too yeah. terrible. You sounded fine to me. I was yeah. just worried. Okay. Wow. Well, that's <laughs> well, a, welcome that's to games so my mom faster. found. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm I'm not redoing the the first twenty minutes of this podcast. So. All right, okay, we'll just cut it all out, and now we have to leave it in because I said cut it all out. We were gonna cut it, but now we're, we're gonna cut it out because I, I said leave it. it in. All right, back to the show. So, hold on, yeah, I had a question about this. So yeah, you yes. get the soul reaver in this game, which is the sword, but I thought you were the soul reaver. That's what it, I thought it, too. I, at one I point. believe I believe that they start to like delve more into that as the like the games progress. Like as because you know, I mean, I think my one of the only complaints I have about this particular game is that they destroy the physical form of the Soul Reaver, and I just think that's one of the coolest looking video game swords, period. So when it turned into this, this like this energy blade, I was like, oh, but but it looked so cool before with its <laughs> twisty blade and its skull on the on the hilt and everything. Yeah, um, like, it looks like a tongue coming out of the skull. Yeah. Um, but but I think they go further into that in the second game. And like one of the things that I, that I really have to credit because um, for listeners who may not know, Silicon Knights actually like came up with like a lot of the concepts and world and everything in Blood Omen. But then 
Crystal Dynamics developed this game, and there was like a lot of litigation that went on. It was a really long battle, and I, like I was really worried this game was never going to come out, and I wanted it very badly. But to their credit, Crystal Dynamics did a really good job of taking what Silicon Knights did and building upon it. Like there's an item called the Heart of Darkness in the first game. Oh, and, God. and when you when you look at the description, it talks about <laughs> Janos Aldrin. And he's like a legendary vampire. And then sure enough, he appears later on in the series. Um, you get to actually meet him. And like just little things like that, that I like they could have just completely scrapped everything that was in the game other than there being a character named Kane and a blade called the Soul Reaver. But they really took what Silicon Knights had laid down and then fleshed it out. And I also think it's worth mentioning that uh, Amy Henning uh, was one of the lead writers on this game who would go on to a lot of fame in the game development world with Naughty Dog and the Uncharted series. And yeah. so she kind of got her start here. Um, and <laughs> I, I, th I think it kind of shows. Like, I was like, okay, she's kind of a good writer. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like, ironic that Crystal Dynamics had to do like the remainder of these games. <laughs> they didn't do the first one because like my favorite Crystal Dynamics game by far is Rise of the Tomb Raider and the, like the new uh -huh. Tomb Raider games. And uh, they did Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider, and then they didn't do the third one. Another company took it and finished it off. Right, yeah. Complete and, irony to me. That I was and, like, and I, I, I totally want Square Enix to let Crystal Dynamics do another Soul Reaver game, but you know, <laughs> they they canceled whatever, and it wasn't Crystal Dynamics working on it, but they they scrapped whatever was being worked on uh, a few years ago, and that was very upsetting to me. <laughs> wasn't that like Ooh, a IP um, legislation is uh, super weird, y'all? Yes. Wasn't wasn't it an online game they were making called Nazgoth or something? Before or that, there was a, there was actually a oh, okay. one-player game that they were doing, and then that got canned, and then they started working on Nazgoth, and then that got canned. But the <laughs> the footage of the single-player game actually looked very promising. It was like it was like Soul Reaver meets Hitman, and I am all for that. <laughs> oh, that so cool. Nazgoth. Yeah, that it had like a <laughs> it went as far as having like an open beta before it got shut down. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah. I finally get that because I remember a bunch of people being super upset that it got shut down, and I was like, "I've never heard of this game before. I don't know what this is about. I don't know why everyone's so upset." <laughs> Didn't realize that was now part of this know. long, this long series of games. Yeah, this series it's that I'm sad. really surprised has has that I've overlooked until this podcast. Like, I just never cared, which I well, find surprising. Like, but like I, I said, I'm just glad <laughs> I have context for like seeing the the fucking picture of Razael everywhere. Um, I'm kind of like I've still got like a copy of Game Informer with the cover art of uh, Raziel, and I was like, I always was like, what the fuck is this thing? He looks so weird. Is it like a monster? A very skinny vampire. I was I always was. yeah, a very skinny vampire. I literally cracked wow. open an issue of EGM from 1999 earlier today, like just randomly. I was like, oh yeah, there there's an IDOS ad that has Soul Reaver in it, along with all their other games that were coming out like that year and into the next year. It's like okay, yeah, like I. I I remember how like aggressively they marketed that game because uh, it, it was actually the demo of the game came out with uh, one of their other games called Akuji the Heartless, which is not a great game. But I was so excited for that game to finally come out just for that demo because I was I've been following the development of this game very heavily because I was so invested in Blood Omen. And so when I finally got that taste of it, I was like, oh, yes, this is so good. Like, please let that lawsuit like get settled. I need this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you were in the 90s. If you were in the 90s and you were a goth kid, this was your jam. I don't <laughs> think you were a goth kid, though, Mike. <laughs> I was not. Goth at heart. I was a Pokemon kid. That's what I was. <laughs> but, oh, one thing I 
that we were talking about earlier, like one thing I didn't realize with this game is that this world is very interconnected that you don't really find out more till later, which also reminded me of Dark Souls, even though this game is no Dark Souls, but which I, I thought was cool. Like I, I liked the fact that things seemed a lot closer than I thought at first. I got so fucking lost in this game in the world, but it just in, around the world because everything looked the damn same to me. I was like, where do I go? I don't understand. I would just miss hallways miss switches because i just wouldn't see the color palettes and stuff i just wouldn't notice it i'm assuming it was just me huh no no that that oh. that was that's a problem <laughs> of the time uh, again like you know i remember playing tomb raider 2 and literally getting stuck for hours on this one level and then fine when i finally found the ledge i was supposed to jump to like i i didn't even feel stupid about it because it was like it, it just was so hidden in the environment and you know it we we've become I think spoiled with modern games. And I, I really like credit like um, valve games, like the half-life games and especially portal one with using the environment to kind of show you where you need to go next. And that's become so ubiquitous with game design that when you go back, it's like, Oh, right. Games weren't always like that. And, and there wasn't this very intelligent, like nudging of letting you know where you need to go next or, or, you know, where you can actually climb or things of that nature. And yeah, it, it's definitely a problem of the time. And, you know, especially with Soul Reaver being like a fully 3D game with like a completely 3D camera and uh, also transition between two versions of the world uh, in order to like get across areas. Like it, it, it's a, it, there's a lot going on. It's very easy to get stuck and, and confused. <laughs> okay, it's, good. It wasn't just me. It's funny that it took so long for us to get to like the concept of painted ledges. Like, I think yeah. it was like Mirror's Edge that really like gave everybody the idea of, oh, you can just make them red and really visible. It's just so funny to me that no one thought of that before. Of like, oh, yeah, there's a really easy solution. We'll just yeah. paint the ledge where you can climb. And oh, you know, this, this was this was 99. So, this you know, we're, we're talking like only basically uh, four years into like 3D game development at this yeah. point. So it's just it's so nascent at this point. Um, and but, but I love that. I love the language of video games and how as things progress, there's just this established kind of unspoken rule about certain things. Like yeah. if you're playing an open world game, you press like the top button in the triangle on the face buttons to get into a car. Why? Because Grand Theft Auto did it and it just kind of works. <laughs> so like, why would you do anything differently? Right? Like there's just little things like that, that, that eventually become these like not hard and fast rules, but just a, a, a thing that we all have come to agree upon as game designers and game players, and it just kind of works. And so when people don't do it, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why, like, why, why are you trying to reinvent the wheel here? Like, this is a solved problem. Broke the standard. This is the standard. I never X is always reload. Game, GTA did like GTA has the the X or the triangle and Y button for getting in the car. Yes. But they refuse. They refuse to make X or I guess square on PlayStation reload. They have to make it B. And right. it's just it, it's like you got the car one down. Just change the fucking reload button. Why is reload B? Reload isn't B in any game. Yeah. I was playing uh, oh. Devil May Cry five recently, and I know that it's a legacy thing with like the old Devil May Cry games, but like there's been a lot of time since Devil May Cry one, and I was like, why is the melee button on the Y button? You put that <laughs> on the X button, like every other action problem. game. What's a controller? Make it a joystick. Make it a fucking joystick. We have we have more buttons now. Yeah. Also, 
another dumb thing that I did in this game. I didn't know you could impale people or even pick up the weapons because I <laughs> until I watched the video, I was just hitting them with my fist, and that's why I didn't like. I did not like this game at first. I thought this game was bullshit until I realized, oh, I'm the bullshit. The game's just fine. I'm the bullshit. <laughs> I was when when you. I didn't know I could pick up someone and carry them. I didn't know I could pick up a weapon because Raziel cannot freaking fight unless he has something else in his hands. Like he is not mm. a fighter. He's no, a runner. despite having giant fucking claws on his goddamn arms. Well, those aren't claws. Those are just little fingernails that, to poke people with until he has a weapon. Like, it's uh, terrible. <laughs> I didn't like it. Also, you can skip, like, every fucking enemy in this game if you want to. Well, not every, but you can skip a lot of them, which I did. I would just run past people. I'm like, yeah, that's nice. Until I got farther <laughs> in, then I liked fighting. <laughs> if you don't give me experience, if you don't give me something to grow my character, I'm not going to fight. I'm just going to keep going. That's just how I, I am in games. I do that with most Zelda games, unless it's like a room where I have to kill all the enemies in order to like solve the room or something like that. There's really not a lot of point because at some point you get so many rupees that there's no, like you don't really need anything from them other than like, oh, I'm, I'm running low on hearts now. So let me go ahead and kill a couple enemies because I know that it'll drop hearts. But yeah. otherwise it's like, yeah, <laughs> unless the combat is just really fun. And usually Zelda combat for me is not really fun. So I tend to avoid <laughs> as much of it as I can. Welcome so you guys are saying you want to be you guys you guys are saying you want to be rewarded for murder essentially. Yes, I do. I <laughs> always want to be rewarded for murder. That that that's what video games have taught me. <laughs> I want to watch my character get bigger and his little his, you know, but that's just that's one thing I did note that I did say. But when I did get the Soul Reaver about early in this us. game, you get the Soul Reaver, which I did like that scene where Kane hits you with the sword and the sword breaks and then it mm -hmm. becomes like part of your arm. Which was well, really cool. it, and then doesn't he say a line too? Like it has begun. Like he knows what's going on or something. Spoiler alert! I because I didn't finish the game. I'm actually. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. We'll get to that at the end. I forgot. I was like, well, yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, you didn't beat us. You have no idea what that meant. Yeah, there's there's a reasoning for that. But okay. <laughs> also, like I think what the turning point for me with this game when I got to the first boss fight, I had no idea what to fucking do, and that's another thing I liked about this game is that. None of the boss fights feel like go up and punch the enemy 10 times, run away, punch them 10 more times. They're all about puzzle solving within a boss fight. Which I love. Um, I, that was awesome in this game. Which, so, uh, which stupid brother is the first boss? I can't remember. Oh, uh, I had it pulled up. <laughs> is it Malky Yeah, Malky it starts with M. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce it. That's Shalhan. Which is, which is a, like, I so I have to tell this story before we go on because... <laughs> I, it's it's a funny story, and it kind of echoes what happened to me on the last episode that I was on here. Um, and I swear that I'm usually way more on it than this. But after I had done the Legacy of Kane one, Mike was like, hey, we should do Soul Reaver. But it was never like a set in stone thing. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll totally do Soul Reaver when you guys do it. And then, and then when <laughs> and then when Justin, my, my co-host, was on for the uh, Mario World 2 episode... Uh, it, it came up and I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's a thing that's happening. I should probably buy Soul Reaver. But then I forgot about it. And <laughs> and the and I remembered uh -huh. to pick it up because um, it's actually, it's funny because um, we do video game cage match on my show. And somebody pitched, like for our, our upcoming episode actually, um, is going to be Soul Reaver versus Medieval as far as stepping in the steel <laughs> cage. Well, and I was like, oh, right. I need, I need to go ahead and buy Soul Reaver and start playing it. And then I'm sure Michael let me know uh, when uh, we're going to record. And then literally like the day after I ordered it, he's like, hey, we're going to be recording on Sunday. And I was like, shit, because the game wasn't going to be coming until the following Wednesday. Oh, no. And I was like, all Sorry. right. 
let me go buy it digitally. So I, I got online, I bought it on PSN, and then I was like, oh shit, it's a PSP game. So let me <laughs> grab my PSP out of storage. And then I found that the battery on the PSP had, ex well, not, not quite exploded, but um, if you have a PSP, uh, listeners, go check your batteries, because apparently this is a very common issue with PSPs where uh, the batteries are kind of shitty and they basically pop out of the back of the system. Um, but it didn't end up mattering because I was just going to like plug it into the wall, but the PSP is so old that I couldn't connect it to my wireless network. So I couldn't actually download the game. So then I went to steam, but steam actually wouldn't take my money for some strange reason. So I didn't actually play this game for this, this episode. Um, so I kind of have to get that out of the way first. Um, but I did watch some videos and I, and I uh, actually, a friend of mine who listens to the show, who's not a gamer, she asked me like, how do you remember these games that you played 20 years ago when you played them when they came out and then beat them in a week and haven't touched them since? And my response was, <laughs> I don't remember anything else. Like, this is kind of just all that my brain does. Um, so I do remember is. a lot of the game, but I, I did want to say that I was watching like a long play of Soul Reaver before I, we started. And the, the boss design for the first boss is like one of the coolest, creepiest things where he's got oh, like, mm -hmm. just like bodies fused into his form and even his arms are just like, <laughs> multiple c corpses that that have formed into like yeah. appendages it's a really cool design yeah. um this game has some really nice art design to it it's straight up out of like a cronenberg movie yes which is Ooh. it makes it especially funnier that like Raziel uh is talking to him and he's like 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 Raziel's like saying like oh you look disgusting and then at some point goes like um, yeah, I also look pretty bad. And it's like, now's not the time to play the pity card, Rossell. Your brother is <laughs> a mass of skin bodies. <laughs> now's not the time. Oh. Yeah, but, you know, I don't have a jaw, so that's pretty bad, too. <laughs> it's like, yeah, is, oh, is that bad? Is that bad, Rossell? <laughs> I'm covered in people. <laughs> oh, like, I didn't, I wouldn't have realized, at least maybe not fast enough, that you had to, like, lure him into like like you're like you're luke skywalker and you're fighting the rancor lure him into the gate and then pull the gate on his head like i would not have put two and two together i don't think not right away because i was just smack uh, him around at first <laughs> i i remember definitely like the you know because I, I played this without any i mean there wasn't really any place that i could go for tips or anything at the time um so i mean i, I did this all on my own but but i do remember like circling that arena for a while before i realized oh wait i can jump up here and then oh there's this lever oh and, and then that's when it clicked and yeah I, the boss the boss designs are just very cool I, I i i know that there's one that i got stuck on for quite some time and, and refresh my memory but isn't there one where you actually you basically he, he's just a corpse on a throne yes and you have to like basically um, was it you pull you pull stuff out of the corpse but then you have to transition to the spectral realm and fight him there is that... um, you have to pull three spears out of his body. His name is Dumas. And then he gets up. Then you have to lure him through the dungeon yeah. to a big furnace room, which the game that does was... not give you any clue that you should do that. When, when I solved that one, I just thought it was the coolest shit. And I was like, that is an amazing boss fight. Uh, and and oh, yeah, I, I, cool. I, I remembered most of it, just you know, even though I haven't played it since <laughs> 1999. <laughs> and I do want to apologize. I thought we had it set in stone, but I guess I was still, I was still new to podcasting back then. So I didn't oh, no, realize it's, it's fine. I <laughs> And it's really on me because I definitely should have like checked in, but also I knew with plenty, like, you know, Justin was on with plenty of time for me to pick up the game. I just like kept forgetting to pick it up. And so then when I finally did, it was just a little bit too late, but you know, I, I still, I don't know why, like, but I just remember so much of the game that 
I was like, no, I can still do this. It's fine. Like I, but also like, this is a game that I didn't realize why until this, until playing it this week that like, when you look at PlayStation one top 20 list or any type of top list, this game shows up all the time with oh, yeah. people. And I've just, yeah. like, I didn't understand. I understand now, but back then I'm like, why is this game does not look that interesting? It doesn't look that cool. Never. Well, I like Final Fantasy VII, Legend of Dragoon. I like RPGs. So something like this just didn't even interest me for the longest time. But now I understand. <laughs> like, I understand now why people talk about this game. I and I don't totally understand. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. I but... quite like the world, though. Like, like we were talking about with the bosses. All the bosses basically have... Okay, so going back to, like, the very beginning of this game, basically, uh, yeah, Kane tears your wings off because he's upset that you've grown past him like you've evolved past him and that's why he tears you apart and like when you wake up out of the fountain you find out that all of your other you know quote-unquote brothers as they all call themselves um all the other brothers have also like started to evolve and just the idea of like all the different vampires kind of following like somehow falling into like different sects of vampire and all their followers like evolve with them i thought that was a really cool world like, one oh, of the yeah. brothers becomes a, a fish man. <laughs> oh, yeah. You didn't get the uh, fish Rahab, man, I don't think. Definitely. I'm, I'm actually, I have it running in the background here, so I'm watching a video of it <laughs> while we're talking about it, and it just showed the fish dude. Fish <laughs> okay, well, fish man. that's the third boss, but I, I really, that's when the game, even though I didn't like the water temple, because they had to go through and push blocks and raise a little load of water, <laughs> not exactly, but even yes. though I didn't like that, the drowned cathedral place, I did kind of like those vampires, where throughout this game, all the vampires, and you know, I guess most, maybe most fiction, vampires don't like water, and but for some reason, these vampires yeah. evolved to swim. Is that just a legacy mm -hmm. thing? It's, uh, it's different. I actually do know a little bit about vampire fiction, which sounds dumb saying that out loud, but... <laughs> <laughs> There's different kinds of vampires. Some can't cross. Uh, some can't cross water. Some can't cross running water. Some can't be in water at all. And there's other vampires that can actually like um, turn to mist and go underwater. Like that was something. And some, and some vampires can't be happy and have sex with Buffy and be okay. But you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Angel. <laughs> Spike for life. Um, I had to. There's not many times I get that nice. Look, everybody that knows joke. Spike was way better than Angel, and Angel sucked, and Spike was awesome because he Preach. had dyed hair. <laughs> and he was oh, cool. God. Just kidding. Everybody knows the best vampire was a uh, that one time. Didn't Xander become a vampire one time in Buffy? I think he became oh. a vampire for like a day or something. There's like a future episode, um, or, or like a like an ultra reality episode where yeah. uh, Xander and Willow are vampires, and they're that's right, they're real geeky vampires. Yeah, Willow's like super obviously gay because that's yeah. the episode where she realizes she might be gay. <laughs> that's a great episode. She's like, I think I like myself. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm, gonna watch, I'm gonna have to watch Buffy again. Buffy's a great show. Yes, it is. There's also oh, Buffy man. games too. But you were yeah, saying about vampires? Like you want to give your vampire logic real fast or well, that was it um i know that's pretty much it yeah there's okay. a lot of different kinds of vampires but yeah some actually some vampires actually do it's like i'm speaking about them like they're real some vampire mythology actually has like vampires that can go underwater and live in the water which i was always super annoyed by because in uh skyrim i think it was included in the dawn guard section in a note 
they mentioned like the vampires that can turn to oh no no it was in oblivion it was in the it was in uh, oblivion they talk about vampires that can turn this is how much i've played those games i remember a note from elder scrolls 4 oblivion <laughs> that talks about vampires that can like turn to mist and go underwater and i was so disappointed in skyrim dawnguard that they didn't have those fucking vampires in there because i thought that was cool as shit <laughs> all right about and water grabbing you they like grab you out of boats like jason <laughs> i actually like, like i mean they look like they look like cobras for some reason they had cobra shaped heads i think they spit at you too or something or shoot yeah, a projectile at you correctly. okay <laughs> there we go more zelda but i actually much as i didn't enjoy well, that sorry, dungeon like, at they first, were basically uh they were basically goku the first time he fought vegeta on planet namek and he hid underwater <laughs> I it shot spirit bombs out. I hate you. <laughs> but that is the most I did, niche reference to Dragon Ball. <laughs> I didn't completely get it, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. But I actually, I enjoyed fighting them. There was one part, as I got far into the dungeon, where there's a part where if you miss a jump, you have you fall down and have to redo a giant uh, part of that dungeon. I didn't have that eight, problem, because I hit, hit a button. Shit. But... <laughs> it fucking happened to me, and I wanted to break my goddamn keyboard. It's just, I, I fucking hate when games punish you so badly for such a simple mistake. Where it's like, oh, you missed this jump? Fuck you. You've got to do so much of this dungeon again. But, I mean, I do got to say, like, that dungeon, I got completely lost in that dungeon after I beat the boss in there. And you get, you get it every time you beat a boss, we haven't mentioned yet, you get a different ability. The first boss, you get the ability to phase through gates. If you're in the spectral realm, uh, this boss, which is I think the the third, well, the third of the brothers, the um, you get you, you get to swim underwater. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. before, if you go underwater, you go straight to the spectral realm. But I actually, I really like that boss fight with the underwater boss, where you're standing on pillars in the circular room and you have to shoot out the windows to put the sunlight on him, so he'll eventually right. die. Yeah. And that was. I could have never done that if I didn't mess with my controller because that's where I'm having issues where Raziel wouldn't aim. He just he just wouldn't aim. <laughs> well, it's a testament yeah. to this game that the underwater section wasn't that bad. I was just about to ask that because the game itself controls really well for a PS1 game, and I was wondering how bad the water was when you swim. Uh, not, not, not as bad. bad as like any other water section in any other game. <laughs> <laughs> like it, Zelda, yeah. Yeah. he actually handles good. pretty well in swimming. Like you can't, you can kind of shoot underwater. I mean, I never fought anyone underwater successfully. I mean, I would watch the cobra swim next to me as I got lost. Because I got just completely lost after you beat the boss trying to get out of there. I spent a good hour just swimming around. I had to watch a video screen for screen to find my way out of that dungeon because I just <laughs> could not fucking do it. I <laughs> found. Everything. The really. secret fire sword by accident trying to find uh, the exit of that place. <laughs> yep. Which that, did nothing. I used it once. <laughs> well, that, that's definitely something that, that since you brought that up that um, I, I did want to mention. And that's the fact that um, Soul Reaver is technically an unfinished game. Um, there was supposed to be a lot more to the <clears throat> game because I think there's only like two elemental reavers that you pick up uh in this game Ooh. and i think there was supposed to be five oh, originally man. um and and so basically it, it it was really just a situation of them running out of time and money and I, i'm not sure how much of that had to do with the ongoing legal battle between silicon knights that maybe it like 
stop you know like stopped development for a time or something like that but yeah there there are huge sections of this game that are just basically missing um and we'll get to it eventually but like it, it literally ends in a cliffhanger and it's not because of like a to be continued type thing it's literally a okay we're done goodbye um it's literally that type of, of situation <laughs> yeah. um it's super disappointing <laughs> <You're right laughs> basically it does like it it legitimately the game ends on like you coming you walk into an area and it's like uh and that's a story for another time okay bye yeah yeah it, it is literally that <laughs> like, it, it shuts wow. off it's, it's like when okay so this game goes to credits and you legitimately feel confused i was like oh they're doing a thing like this is a bit like <laughs> i thought the game was trying to pull the trick on me i didn't realize the game was actually over <laughs> yep yeah. Because I guess we'll just go ahead and spoil it now. But yeah, you're going after Kane and God damn it. It just it's so <laughs> stupid. I hate talking about it. You're going after Kane and like throughout the entire game, the elder god has been telling you, like, kill Kane, kill Kane, Kane's a bitch, kill Kane. And you get there and you're like, Why did you well, you say it more like Shakespearean, but you're like, hey, why'd you rip my wings off? And he's like, Oh, I did it for like secret reasons that you don't understand. Anyway, let's go into this time machine. Okay, also, game's over. Also, um, the el the elder god is what resurrected you yeah. from the. I don't think we mentioned in in this episode yet from the lake in the in the beginning that makes you into the soul reaver or the great whatever hell you are. Is, uh, is basically Eldritch Navi from Cthulhu. Uh, yeah, it's basically the Cthulhu version of uh, Navi from from Legend of Zelda. And I'm not sure if they ever, I don't think they ever actually, like, put these together. And I don't know if you're supposed to put this together or not. But the voice actor of the Elder God is Tony J, who also voiced Morbius, who is the the person who resurrected Cain in Blood Omen. And oh. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be an implication that he is basically the spirit of Morbius, who basically changed into this other form and now wants revenge on his killer. I don't know if that's intentional because I just thought it was very interesting that of the, you know, two returning voice actors, he's one of them, but playing technically a different character. And I just felt that it was very interesting, but I don't know of anything in other games or in the lore that actually specifically says, Hey, this is the guy who created Kane and now he created Raziel out of spite. But that's the, that's always the impression that I got. That's a that's... really interesting point. Cause that would fit in, in the story of this game. Yeah. Well, well, I want to touch back on more on the ending. Well, maybe we can just kind of go through it, I guess. Um, so as you're going, as he was kind of saying, but plus you also, you go to the Oracle Cave, which are from the first Blood Omen, and you also go to an exact room. Well, it looks a lot different, but it's from the first Blood Omen with this thing you have to circle around to get it to spin to open a door, which is really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> which ends up leading after more block puzzles leads to a dungeon leads to the time machine where you're just running around in this in this circ in this downward spiral place where i kept getting lost and <laughs> couldn't figure out which way i go and you'll walk by these black portals and then each black portal you walk by you'll see a cutscene and talks about the things that happened to you in the game where everything was already mm -hmm. foretold that, that what kane was doing he's just following the prophecy yeah i actually like that mm -hmm. part of the game i like that it gave you like it gives you background to like who you were before uh you were a vampire and oh. like, I, th I think it's not until the second game you actually see some of the the second Soul Reaper game, not the second Blood Omen game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say I was looking at like uh, the wiki for some of the characters and it was like 
oh yeah, this character is a human in Soul Reaver 2, and it shows like their background. I was like, ah, oh, I wish I wish this game had a little bit more of that. I <laughs> so so one thing part of this game. <laughs> one thing I'm gonna ask kind of vaguely because I don't want to spoil anything if it's actually a Soul Reaver 2 thing, but I want to say it's this one. So I'm gonna ask: Is there a part in this game where Raziel finds out the truth of the origin of his brethren? Yes. Okay, it is this game. That is another thing. (laughs) Once again, just like, you know, the fact that Crystal Dynamics, you know, actually took what was already there and built on it. Like, again, and also just, again, making Kane just a evil motherfucker is is the (laughs) fact that, like, he, he, he basically creates his vampire lieutenants from the order that was created just to kill vampires. It's one of the yep. coolest yeah. things that a villain has ever done in a game. Wow, and that is there, awesome. When Rossio <laughs> finds the gravestones, I didn't understand. He's like, how could Kane do this? I'm like, what did Kane do? I, it wasn't <laughs> until the ending. I mean, maybe it was just me. Like, I was just not paying enough attention. And that's when I and that's when he when he tells him, like, how could you do that? You took uh, we were only we were priests and you made us into vampires. And, yeah. and the irony of that is just it's just great. Yeah, you know, it's it's great, but I feel like it's slightly undercut by the end of the fucking game. Because at some point you're like, "Hey, why'd you do this?" And he's just like, "Some things you don't understand." Yeah, yoink! <laughs> like he, he literally, tell me. It, it's, it's to literally me, like a like a like a Looney Tunes type ending where it, it yeah. like you only expect like that, whoop, and just like the little like fade to black type <laughs> thing because he literally just like he literally slips through your fingers and it's like yeah. bye bye. <laughs> it's like what? Wait, uh, what? Also, I guess there's going to be another game. Yeah. I sure hope the story two... ends someday. <laughs> it did. There are two Kane fights in this game. We didn't. We kind of very briefly mentioned earlier where when you fight, you fight Kane the first time. That's how you get the Soul Reaver, and all he does is just teleport around the arena, and you just got to run over and hit him. Essentially, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, super easy. Just like I didn't yeah, like the badass in the first game. What the fuck? Uh, in my version, he was not a badass, but <laughs> when I played through this. <laughs> I sucked at this game. No, I mean, like, the, the original. Well, yeah. I guess, like, I like, I guess that's kind of a thing in every game where you fight a character that was in the, the previous game. Where it's just like, hey, weren't you supposed to be, like, this total badass? And they're just, like, a fucking Borderlands um, pre-sequel. You, like, it builds up all these characters that are just, like, side characters in Borderlands 2 that you kill super easy and you don't even think about. Like, I didn't realize playing pre-sequel that uh, Wilhelm in Borderlands pre-sequel is the same Wilhelm that you kill as a robot. He's, like, the first boss. He's the first boss in Borderlands 2. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I guess I guess that was the same guy. <laughs> well, he sucks. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> just a major character that turns out to be a bitch. <laughs> okay. And also, like, in the last fight was kind of the same thing, but he's teleporting between different floors where he moves up a floor as you fight him, and I actually use save states in that fight, I would see where he is, let him hit me, reload, and run to where he's going to be at. (laughs) (laughs) Now I have the power, Kane. As we were were saying earlier... The prophecy foretold you'd be there, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) My prophecy? So, as we were saying, there's four brothers. We mentioned the first one, which is the body guy. We mentioned the third one, which is a swimmer. Ah, Uh, The fourth one, which we were... Yes. Uh, Rahab is the third one. Um, The first Uh one Duma? No, Duma was the fourth one. Duma was the fourth one. The first one was, fuck, it was the first one. Oh, uh, uh, Mal- Malekith or Malice something. I oh, want to yeah. talk about the. No, yeah, I want to talk about Malekith or something else. <laughs> but I want to talk about the fourth one quick. That's the one that we mentioned where you pull the spears out of his body, and we were kind of mentioning it, but it's like the game does not give you hints that you need to make him follow you to the room that you were in earlier, where you blow a hole in the wall with a giant furnace. 
nothing. I mean, I, maybe the idea of the fact that he's like, I'm immortal, and you're like, yeah, sure you are. <laughs> I I would not have put that together to make him follow you to burn his body. Yeah, so um, that was kind of a distracting fight for me because I swear he looked just like Ganon, <laughs> like Pig Ganon. It's just like. Zelda weird off-color Ganon the entire time. It was, like, so distracting for me. I mean, I would have... If I wouldn't have known what to do, I would have been punching him the entire time. Like, I would have had... But I guess by that point, you should know that none of these bosses are punch, kick, punch. I mean, that's just not how this yeah, game works, except for the specific. cane fight. Yeah. That, that is a very... That's a really good strength of the game, too, I think. I mean, like, I don't know if maybe there was a manual that came along with this game that explained that, but... <laughs> The fact that, like, none of the bosses can be beat traditionally is really interesting. And also, one thing we that I do want to touch on, every well, kind of every boss has their own type of vampire that they were creating as they were continuing on. Like, in the we didn't, like, in the first one, the guy has a bunch of body. His vampires look like just zombies, almost. And they're yeah. all falling apart, which fits the boss. And the third one, are there, they look like sea cobras. But the fourth one has, like, I don't think he had anybody, except for maybe the guys that shoot fireballs at you. Um, he it, had be his brethren. He had, his whole like, castle, everybody's dead because he killed everyone and just got impaled himself, and all the humans just left. Yeah, to me, they look like um, like gargoyles or something. Yeah, um, yeah, the doom heat. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy to know which it's they they do a pretty good job of explaining like which uh which enemies are which because. Duma's followers are all called the Dumahim, and Zephon's followers are all called the Zephahim. It's it's not the most clever naming strategy, but oh. the fact that they are all their own, like very unique, very individual clans that exist in this world is very interesting to me. It it was yeah. the second one, the one that Stefan did. Because Stefan, you finished the second dungeon right before we recorded this. Yeah, I just I just killed the second boss. Okay, that second was the most. Was that Zephan? That's the big, the fucked up giant bug looking thingy. Uh, yeah, it's like a fleshy. Yeah, spits I don't, out like little eggs. Yeah, yeah. I think terrible. Was that Zephon? <laughs> I'm opening. I've got the wiki opening up, but the, like I had the internet using all their fucking names. <laughs> uh, okay, but it, it looks like a giant. It looks like the brood from X Men. What I think, at least. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, that was Z, uh, Zephod. Zephod, when you I think. go in that dungeon, you freaking see the vampires cocooning humans or cocooning bodies, and that just yeah. creeped me out, too. But I have a weird fear of being cocooned in, by a spider. I think I'm okay, because, you know, spiders aren't <laughs> oh, big. very but... specific fear. <laughs> it's something, like, it's, maybe it's from stupid horror movies when I was a kid or something, but that's something that just, like, seeing that in a game, it's like, oh, that'd be terrible. Just You're not dead. You're just wrapped in a cocoon. Maybe you're poisoned. You're a little out of it, and all of a sudden... Somebody comes up and just starts biting into you and eating you. Like, that idea just seemed terrible to me. I can't wait to watch Arachnophobia with you. <laughs> I've seen Arachnophobia. But... Oh, okay. That, uh, that was, the boss eight, fight was kind of cool. Eight-legged freaks. That'd be a good... Charlotte Johansson is in that movie, either way. So, Charlotte Johansson is in Eight-Legged Freaks? Yes. Who is she in Eight-Legged Freaks? She's a girl. Oh, she's the teenage daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something new on this podcast. Yeah, I haven't seen that That's movie in a long time. Yeah, it's also David Arquette. <laughs> Probably like my favorite thing he's ever been in. Uh, Stefan, what did you think of the bug of the bug of the brood when you got to him? The brood. <laughs> the brood. Uh, simple, easy fight. Just grab the eggs, go light them on fire, and then toss them at it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's just creepy as hell. <laughs> yeah, well, it, yeah. 
I like that it looks fleshy color. <laughs> yeah. There is something significantly funny, too, about, like, Zephon's only weakness is by lighting his children on fire and throwing them at him. <laughs> like, like, he's such a creepy boss, but I thought that was just so funny. Like, I had so, to think about that. It was so, like... The, the perfect dark viewer is like, ah, yes, my only weakness. My children, no! Ah, I'm on fire. I forgot. I, I'd never used fire in this game. Like I said before, I found the fire sword by accident. One time I lit it on fire and stabbed the guy with it, and that was it. I'm like, that's nice, never again. Zaphod um, <laughs> was, he, Trick to a Spider, was he the one that became covered in bricks and shit? Or is that one of the other ones? They all look very fleshy and gross, so. I I can't remember that the fourth one because Zaphon is the one that's kind of taken over the whole cathedral he's in. Like yes, you see yes. these weird things around that's supposed to be him. Yeah. Like it's a he's giant. Trying... Yeah, because there's a line where he's like, "They're Razael's talking to him," and I can't remember quite what he's. I can't remember quite anything he says in this this fucking game because it's so Shakespearean. <laughs> so all the lines are just like very very. This game has a lot of like tragedy <laughs> dialogue in it, but God, there's I love a it so much. There's a line that reveals a lot about Zaphon where, like, he's got parts of the architecture also embedded in it. Like, he's morphed into the cathedral. Not so a very good like, point for him. He's, like, instead of having armor, he's got, like, bricks and uh, mortar all around his body, which I think is really fucking cool and really creepy. <laughs> it's one fucked up. And he's got those crazy parts. All I can think about with those teeth is, like, what, like, are they his teeth or are they a part of the building that got turned into his teeth? Like, it'd be cool if, uh, God, this game, I say this about every fucking game we play, I think, but this game really needs, like, an HD re remaster, like, an HD re-release. It does. Because... It did in Dreamcast. Does that count? <laughs> yeah. It's an a H lot better. Sorry, a, uh, a UHD. <laughs> a UHD re-release. Um, yeah, th this is one of those games that I would love to see, like, a full, like, nuts and bolts, like, from the ground up re yeah. remake. Um, you want to see Raziel driving a car? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Uh, yes. Just <laughs> uh, like trial. Goku and uh, Piccolo learned to drive a car in between when they had to defeat Frieza. <laughs> the second time they had to defeat Frieza. <laughs> I want them to take the, the first dungeon and expand that out into a 60-hour game <laughs> and then give me the second dungeon as another 60-hour game. I mean, um, <laughs> this would work really well for, like... I get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, this would work really well for, like, an episodic title. <laughs> Like that, like I'd be well, fine. What you do, you take a three-disc RPG, like he was saying, and you just break it up in little parts and see how long people buy it. That's yeah, cool. forever, they'll <laughs> buy it forever. <laughs> um, All right, we we did no, kind of yeah, like we, the like yes. Zephon. I like I so I was imagining like what all the bosses would look like in 3D, and all I could imagine was like his teeth are like nails or spikes or something that were holding. It is 3D. Well, I mean, sorry, HD. 3D. I was imagining like, the current uh, graphics, yeah. The current like, graphics version of this game, trying to figure out what the monsters would look like. And that first boss would just be like one of the most disgusting things you've ever oh, seen yeah, in a absolutely. video game. It would be it amazing. Would, it'd be yeah, it'd be awesome. It'd be yeah. It'd be like something out of like um like the monsters out of amnesia. It's just flesh falling off but like body parts. Yeah. yeah. Just it's, wet it's and dripping and and glistening in the in the light and yeah, it'd be really cool. <laughs> I wouldn't want to play that game. <laughs> Those games, where the game in my head is is a million times better than the game I'm playing. <laughs> oh, one question I do have for Julian: When you played this before, did you ever end up getting those other glyphs that are in this game that are like the side thing that I just avoided completely? 
I don't know if I got everything because I've never been a, a big completionist, but I know that I did a fair amount of the game um, okay. just because I loved it so much. Um, it, it was um, it, it's funny because, you know, I was thinking you talked about the block puzzles and stuff like that. Like <laughs> I have I have one story that I just, I've, I've told this on Nerds Without Pants before, but I remember it so distinctly where I got stuck on a puzzle and I was on it for like maybe an hour or two at home. And then I went to work the next day. I worked at a video game store called Game Fellas. And I'm just working my regular shift. It was like a 10 to 9 type shift. And I remember I went to the bathroom and I'm midstream. And I'm like, that's it. That's what I got to do. And then I go home after, you know, that night and I fire up the game. And sure enough, that is the thing. And I will always remember that <laughs> moment. Like midstream, <laughs> like the, the answer came to me. <laughs> that's always such a good feeling. Is... When something finally clicks, like I, I'm glad that games are easier now. I'm glad that games. I'm getting. Blah, blah, blah. I'm having a stroke. Um, <laughs> Do you smell toast? I, I, I can't feel my left arm. Um, I'm glad that games are are like more direct about what they want you to do now. Generally, I'm fine. I know some people are like, oh no, games need to be hard forever. Um, no, but I, I like I, I like playing games that are fun. I like playing games that I can just sit down and have a good time with. Um, but I do, part of me will always miss those moments of finally realizing what you need to do to beat a game. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I Just, will say that, like, so I, I'm right there with you. Like, like, I do appreciate how games have kind of streamlined. And again, talking about the language of video games where there's a certain things where you, you just kind of see it as a shorthand and it kind of just comes to you right away. And sometimes the game will just straight out tell you what they want you to do. But I do like games where there's, if, if they're using like an internal logic of the world. So like Mike was talking about how, you know, you said that you would never have figured out how to beat Dumas. Um, no. or, but, <laughs> but my thing is that like, Okay, so I've got this vampire that's that's supposed to be invincible, and I don't have like I obviously my weapons aren't working. Oh, but there's a big ass furnace back there, and vampires, you know, because in the world, you know, vampires don't like the fires too much. So that that's kind of you know using the the logic of the world yeah. in a really smart way to do it. And yeah, it, it definitely took me a while. Like he was he was basically like killing me and sending me to the spectral realm. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well that didn't work. What do I do? And then eventually like I figured it out. But it was like, oh right. And not to bring up Buffy again, but it's kind of like <laughs> there's that one season where you know the big bad has is has never been killed by any mortal weapon that had been forged <laughs> and, but but rocket launchers didn't exist when he was yeah. around <laughs> that's, i think i love that, that episode the first season right that's the big bad it's the first the season second or third it's the third is it the third yeah i don't it's think just, it's the first no oh, okay. it's later on it's a, for, the first yeah. is the monster but God, but yeah, the it's God, that show is i'm going to i'm watching buffy again that show is so <laughs> fucking phenomenal no human wet God fucking Christ. That's I remember that goddamn episode. <laughs> he just blows his ass up. Can't be his last words are literally His last words are literally, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> it literally says like rocket launchers didn't exist. Like, like it's just it's like the best dumbest logic. And it makes complete sense. It makes yeah. complete sense that a, a vampire that hasn't been awake since like seventeen thousand <laughs> Uh, BC would not, would not like comprehend humans creating more powerful weaponry. <laughs> it's so fucking great. Yeah, no, uh, Google failed me. I was I tried search googling what did Buffy say, but it didn't work. When I so I was gonna try to find out yeah. the fact. I think the first season was uh when the 
vampires take over the school and then everyone's just okay with the idea that vampires have taken over the school. Like, they're like, it's a vampire outbreak. And all the kids are running around. And the next season starts, and they're like, boy, that vampire outbreak sure was weird, wasn't it? Anyway, prom's coming up. <laughs> what the fuck? It's a weird show. Oh, but we should get back to touch on... I think we touched on most things in this game, except for the... We started to mention the ending. I kind of want to go make it not make any more sense than it did. But So we were saying, for those that did listen to the Blood Omen episode, which I would recommend doing that before you listen to this one, especially because it might make a little more sense. But Maybe. <laughs> in the Blood Omen one, he's manipulated by a time traveler, essentially. Yes, like, Mobius. Yes. I've completely forgot Mobius existed, even though I just played Blood Omen one like earlier this year, twenty one weeks ago, let's say. But I completely forgot he existed. And when you get to the end and you find out that everything that Raziel was doing, that Kane did to Raziel, was all prophecy, and this is what he was meant to do. And it's right after that, then Mobius just shows up randomly behind you. <sighs> and doesn't he say something about, I'll explain it or something before it says to be continued? Well, we're skipping over. <sighs> I have a picture of what the game says to you right before the credits roll. <laughs> so, I can read. so terrible. Here's what the game says. Where time is but a loop, a loose stitch in the universal cloth. A streamer might seize upon a chance a fatal slip and plunge the fate of planets into chaos. Yeah. And then it says to be continued. So, I, love, I, I love the writing in Legacy. <laughs> the writing is so good. Before, I, I'm struggling to even like, like broach this fucking question. Can anybody explain? Because we're skipping over the last brother. We're skipping over Terrell. We skipped Terrell. Yeah, and I don't know that I could tell you, Mike. <laughs> That's okay, the, so not just me then. All right. Yeah. That's the one who, like, you have to go through the fucking time machine and kill him in, like, four different timelines. And in the third one, you find out there's, like, a paradox. And are you sure this is Soul Reaver and not a different Soul Reaver 2 or something? I don't remember this. I think this is the end of this game. I think it's before you fight, uh, uh, fucking, what's his no, name? Kane. Dumas is the last fight you do, I thought, before you go to the boss fight. Is it? The final boss fight. Yeah, you're talking about something else. Is Terrell not until Soul Reaver 2? That might be a Soul Reaver 2 thing. Okay. I did. <laughs> I, was just, I was like, that sounds... the wiki and I was like, I don't remember this in the game, but this game is so fucking weird that it could be in the game and I would have no idea that it wasn't in the game. Like, I was reading the wiki and I was like, I don't, I, I don't remember fighting Terrell at all, but this sounds familiar and it sounds I, like something I would have done. They talk about Terrell. They talk about Terrell's offspring, but I'm you going through all like, the boss uh, fights. You find Terrell's like. Um, Tombstone, too, right? With the other guys. I'm a, I think so. Yeah, Terrell's <laughs> yeah. not in this game. No, Terrell is. He is in the game. He's in the beginning because he he's one of the guys that oh, tears oh, your wings off. That, that doesn't count. Oh, that doesn't count, yeah. <laughs> That's when they all look normal, kind of normal, as, well, as far as normal goes in the like Zipian universe. They look like a vampire, what I would picture a vampire. They don't look like a bunch of bodies put together or a cobra swimming in the water okay. that <laughs> or a guy with no jaw. Yeah, yeah, I did not remember the Terrell stuff. At all, and so I was looking up a video, and I was like, I, I don't know if this is in the game or not. I can't, I can't. Spoiler: It's not. It's not. This game broke my fucking mind. If you can't tell, <laughs> I was so confused playing this. Like, again, the world is very cool, but something about like the dialogue being, as we meant, the dialogue is very good, but it is very, very, very. Complex. Like, it's, it's just very, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's like. It's like somebody shouting. Imagine somebody shouts Hamlet at you. 
And at the end, they tell you, hey, uh, all right, what happened in that book? <laughs> I, I don't remember. <laughs> somebody killed somebody. And it's like, don't you remember? I yelled this at you five minutes ago. I, like, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just like I this game broke me. <laughs> I was so confused by like all the time travel shit that they threw at you at the very end. Uh, because when you're fighting Kane, they just dump a shitload of story on you. Well, like you could tell the, the developers were like, oh, we don't have time yeah. to make this second game. So we're just going to throw in all the story and exposition. And, and, hope and that's I, enough. I will say that Story Reaver 2 does a really good job of kind of finishing things off and explaining a lot of stuff. Okay. And when you take them together as if you think of it as that's supposed to be one game, it actually does make sense. It's just really shitty that it wasn't one game. Mm. Um, I, you know, if this happened today, there would be a much bigger uproar. I don't remember there being too much backlash back then. I think people were just glad to have Soul Reaver finally come out because it had been such a tortured, will it, won't it come out type thing. Um, we were just all happy that it existed and we could play it. Um, but I was definitely bummed when I got to the end, but it, it wasn't... It wasn't like it was now where like now, you know, there'd be like people with the pitchforks, like wanting refunds and stuff like that. It, it definitely wasn't that at the time, but yeah, I can't but it, it, it is a bummer. Um, and, and I will say that like Story Reaver 2 is, is a really good game. You know, I was telling Mike before we started recording, like the series is pretty darn good. I would say the only like bummer is Blood Omen 2. And even yeah. that has Ooh. its moments. Um, <laughs> but the series as a whole, like they all have really cool elements and design decisions and also like they build a world and it's a really cool very unique deep world and i really appreciate that yeah it's just it needs to be this needed to be a bigger game for sure i oh, yeah. i love how is. much they threw in there but well it's yeah just on ps2 if they yeah. it, i mean it's kind of good because crystal dynamics is still around um I don't know who has. I don't know who owns the IP of Square. Uh, it's Square, Square Enix. Enix. Oh, yeah, Square Enix. Okay, well, fucking, fucking, give that shit out, dude. Square Enix. Hey, they're <laughs> busy remaking FF7. They're fucking remaking everything. Um, I'm not, <laughs> not complaining. This. I, I'm not complaining. But you know, I don't know. Maybe get Crystal Dynamics to fucking remake Legacy again. That would also, that would be so amazing for me. <laughs> we're. Turiel is Soul Reaver 2. I've just been Googling. Turiel is not in this game. You do fight a Tome Guardian, okay. which might be a Turiel vampire that gives you the ability to shoot projectiles, but it is not Turiel himself. Maybe that's not, not, not He is not in this game other than the opening cutscene. I was just so confused because <laughs> I was trying to read up on all these characters, and there's just so much, man. Like, these characters mm -hmm. have so... Each one of these... Like, I invite all of our, our listeners to go into the wiki page of any of these fucking characters from... Just go to Raziel's wiki, wiki page, and it's just like... It just doesn't stop going. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I mean, all right. All right what, what's this time shit now? I don't remember right. this. Is this in this game? I don't know. It Yeah, no, I mean... Well, we are going to play Soul Reaver 2 at some point. We don't have it on the schedule yet, but I think once we put together Season 4, it's, we got to play Soul Reaver 2. I mean, because I need they, to see the end of the series. It just and it's the end of this world. game. Because it's not only is it like not only is it a game that could be like legitimately impressive graphically and story wise if it was remade, but they kind of have the advantage now of just remaking both games together and just putting mm -hmm. them into they could just put them into one big game. Or I mean if they really mm -hmm. wanted to, they could make them episodic and split them up into four and people would still fucking buy them. As long as they did it well. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah cause I, I would. I, I'd, I'd be. I'd feel real bad about it, but I would. <laughs> I'd, 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 yeah. Maybe don't make them all sixty dollars each, but yeah. Uh, I will. I will say that that um, it's funny because not not to get ahead, but more of a teaser. I kind of did this for for Blood Omen. Also, I kind of gave a teaser about telling listeners to go watch the intro of Soul Reaver One. Um, but the intro of Soul Reaver Two literally is the last bit of Soul Reaver One redone in PS2. But okay. then you you have a discussion with Mobius at the beginning, and you know this is PS2 now, and I I will never forget watching him talk, and I was like, wow his tongue is rendered and it moves like a real tongue. Yeah. Like it was so <laughs> freaking impressive. <laughs> I didn't think that was weird when I was looking at the Terrell stuff. It's like, it's weird that he looks a little bit more articulated. Yeah. <laughs> Strange. For a, oh, second also, there, yes. for a second there, Julius, I thought you were going to say, and I want everyone to go watch Buffy. Oh, I, I, I always want <laughs> yeah, everyone to go watch I, Buffy. I, yeah, Absolutely. everyone go watch Buffy. Just skip okay, the first season. First. Skip no, the, the first, first season, season, start first with the second has some one. some fun stuff in it. It does, but it, it does. You need the first season to understand Giles' character. You can't just skip the first season. And no, Spice in the first season? Come on. No, trust me. It, 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 it does not hold up all that well. It, it, I, tell, I, I tell people, start with the first season. You just need to know two things about the first season. Then you start with the second. And if you really love it, go back and watch it. But there is a marked improvement in quality oh, from season absolutely. one to season two. It's like, oh, they got money now. <laughs> That's a good for every show, though. Every yeah. show gets better after the first season. I mean, Next Generation skipped the first three seasons. Oh, like, my God. Yeah. Blast off this podcast. Yeah. Blasphemy. <laughs> I agree with that the statement. The first season <laughs> is still good. The second season yeah. is awesome. And then they... Uh, I, I, I can't I, do half, half the second Over. season will be okay. You can watch half of season two. You're off the show, fine. too. Both of you. <laughs> How dare you cut down Next Generation? You can Lance, cut down Voyager. My doctor. All you like. Voyager is garbage. Fun. But not oh, next yeah. generation. Nothing next generation is garbage. Oh, <laughs> I think Voyager. I'm with Mike on this one. I think I like every episode of Next Generation, and season two has the uh, the episode where Data plays Sherlock Holmes. It's like one of my favorite episodes. I'm not saying that there yeah. aren't good episodes in those first three seasons. It's just like you'll be fine if you never if you don't watch. Like if you if you are new to Star Trek. I would not have people watch those first three seasons completely. Like I would definitely cherry pick a few episodes, but yeah. you know, yeah. There's there... also uh, the first introduction of the board. And yeah. Uh... Yeah. Look, yeah. There's good stuff. Board. I was just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Q story. fucking brings the board. Fuck Q. <laughs> brings the board into the fucking space. God damn it. Q. <laughs> All right. Enough Star Trek. Um, but I got a couple of things I want to say about story before we move, before we move on to some questions. Like, uh, first anyway, thing. Anyway, that's, that's enough about Star Trek Next Generation. Now let's talk about Star Trek, the original. Uh, I don't like the original. but It's a different show, man. Um, I do want to say that Soul Reaver wasn't even meant to be part of this Legacy of Kane series. It wasn't until later on they acquired the rights to Legacy of Kane after Silicon Knights went bottom bottom up. Or, no, Silicon Knights stayed around. I'm not no. sure what. I can't remember. Something yeah. happened. No, Silicon Knights was still around. Um <laughs> I don't remember that it was not intended to be a Legacy of Kane game. Like I thought that that was always the the reasoning for the lawsuit. Because again, like like we had said in the first game, like it clearly says like in the title, like before the title screen, that the characters and uh, world of Legacy of Kane were designed and developed by Silicon Knights. And now I don't know what type of deal they had with IDOS as far as you know. They seem to think that they had some sort of ownership over that stuff. Clearly, they didn't. Um, right. but it, it always like, 
I, I mean, I would have to go back and look, but I, I, my memory is that it was all, Soul Reaver was always going to be the next Legacy of Kane game, but Silicon Knights was like, no, you can't do that because we created Legacy of Kane and it's our thing. And they were like, no, it's not. It's an IDOS thing. Um, I thought but as, as it was, line. Silicon Knights continued until, you know, I mean, they created Two Human no, and X-Men Destiny and yeah. yeah. So. No, Soul Reaver was yeah. supposed to be something else. It actually even had a name for it. Shifter. <laughs> but shifter but then they changed it to legacy of game yeah and yeah, for request of company executives i i thought there was maybe more to it i unfortunately spoke and then i'd realized the words weren't in my brain and i was like wait a second i gotta plug my brain in uh, right next to my mic uh legacy of Kane <laughs> was supposed to come out in 2000 or it was it was canceled in 2012 but that was supposed to be like the modern version of it i'm trying to figure out why square enix canceled it um i just i remember hearing about that because they square enix canceled the game after they'd worked on it for like two or three years they worked on it for a long time yeah square Uh, square enix has this weird thing where one they're not very confident in their western acquisitions yeah and then also they have these very bizarre inflated expectations like you know famously like tomb raider 2013 sold better than any other game in the series but it still wasn't enough for square enix's like projections and so they considered it a failure but it's like if you look at the sales numbers it it sold more than any other game since tomb raider 2 and it sold i think like four times as many as tomb raider underworld which is the game that came out before that one so it's like Guys, what were what were you expecting? Like that is that yeah. is a phenomenal hit for that series. <laughs> Capcom does the same thing with Resident Evil as well. Like yeah. they always say, oh, it, Resident Evil Seven should have sold ten million instead of four. It's like, Capcom, you've never sold that many. I don't know why yeah. you thought you were going to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have a very specific fan base. You're not making games for everybody. Exactly. Um, according to this, according oh, yeah. to this uh, Wikipedia article about it. <laughs> Um, Square Enix said that they canceled Dead Sun because it quote just wasn't the right game at the right time end quote, right. which um, is the most non-explanation I've ever heard. Why did you that's do this? Stupid. Yeah, not right now. Go look up the footage from that game because it actually looks like a game that was a little bit ahead of its time. Yeah, it looks phenomenal. Uh, it looks yeah, like mm-hmm. it, I I remember seeing some video of it and i was like this just looks like better this looks like devil may cry if it was made two years in the future yeah oh there is one thing that that i can't really talk about because i'm me um what did you guys think of the music and the sound effects in this game because my version of sound effects had had julian (sighs) talking about oh he loved metrovania as a as a a phrase so i gotta be be honest the first (laughs) legacy of kane actually surpasses soul reaver in music and maybe even sound effects. Uh, this heard, game I'm sorry, can you not hear uh, what you're doing? Because I'm, I'm <laughs> this is just the music in the game. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I, I, re- I really like the music in Soul Reaver. I was listening, as I was listening to that, um, or watching uh, that Let's Play, I was like, man, this, this I, I had forgotten how much I like this music. Um, like, now I will say sound effects wise, like I thought it was interesting and a very distracting that, that Raziel has these very noticeable footsteps like, mm-hmm. like he kind of pads on the ground, but it's a very loud sound effect considering like what else is going on. <laughs> yeah. If I could yeah. turn the sound effects down this game, I probably would have loved the sound side of it. But yeah. everything was so loud and over the top. Like me just going bah, like that's the fucking wind. That's what the wind sounds like. It's like <laughs> bah, it's, it's just so a little bit. 
what I would do is I wouldn't, I'd have the headphones, earphones out until a cutscene started and he started talking. Then I plug it back in, listen to him. And then I go back to listening to whatever I was listening to. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, can't, can't, this, me, I can't blame you for this game. Like, it's so hard. It, it's, it's just, it's so much noise. It's so much noise going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like, um, maybe it's like that thing where you lose one sense and another sense becomes uh, strengthened. Like he loses a sense of taste, but. I still I did not what? realize he didn't have a jaw till way too late in this game. And I was like, he has no yeah. jaw. I never knew he didn't have a jaw. It's in, it's in the original cutscene, um yeah. like before he he puts the scarf on, but then also like, you know, when he's inhaling uh souls, like you can I mean it's just like this open maw. Um so you can definitely see it if you rotate the camera. We didn't mention yeah. that, but when you kill monsters <laughs> in this game, you 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 absorb their soul because you're a soul reaver, and that's what heals you. And you and also you lose health constantly unless you have unless you're at full health after you unlock the soul reaver, and then you stay your full health. So right. we didn't mention that either, which just plays a big part in this game. Another and, nod and, to, to Blood Omen, like like again, no, like now no. now realizing that like this wasn't originally a Legacy of Cain game. I'm I'm now even more amazed at how much um, it is a sequel because it you know just there's so much that that carries over from the the first game and it's like if it wasn't in, originally intended that way I'm just I'm I'm floored that that is news to me and I'm like wow <laughs> yeah I, I knew that since going in well there are some weird bizarre enemy types too I think <laughs> one of the enemies in this game is like a caveman with troll what? eyes and like yeah. it has a hairy head, bald head i don't even know what it is <laughs> i don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> i think it's, yeah it's not the it's not the zephanim or the rosalim that, they're like you did they're remind just me of something you did remind me of something i didn't want to mention oh you're talking about the things in the spiritual realm yeah they run uh, around after you kill them and then they until you suck them in they're like help me and then you suck yeah. them in yeah, yeah they're weird kind, sir I thought those were like, were those like, yeah, human spirits? I didn't know what was going on with that. I have no idea. They're just, oh. <laughs> that's weird character design. This is a question more for Julian. Um, if you, there, um, I, I had found by accident, there's a human fortress in this game that you, I found out you actually don't need to even go to. Did you ever go oh. to it when you played this game back in the day? I don't remember. I'd have to take a look at it, but that that's pretty interesting because because yeah. now now knowing that it wasn't intended to be a Kane game originally, it does kind of explain to me because I think at the time I just thought, oh well, it's been like you know, fifteen hundred years since years. the last oh, game, yeah. so that's why the world looks so different. But you know, there's not a lot of actual like notice like locations from the first game that show up. I think you do get to go to the pillars at some point. You go to the pillars and which I didn't do this. You actually go to new Raptors lair from the first game too. It's somewhere okay. in here. I yeah. never found it. Cause yeah. I, those are, uh, those are the guys with the flamethrowers. Yep. <laughs> yeah. There's like, there's like two kinds of humans left. One has a crossbow and one has a flamethrower. And, and like, there's there are cultists that we didn't talk about that don't. If there's like a morale compass, I think in this game, I think that's very loosely. I think did someone mention really? it? Does it change? Someone anything? mentioned it in a video that I was watching where if you kill the humans in the human fortress, there's a moral compass. I don't know if it changed anything, but I don't I don't know if that's true or not. But I do know that <laughs> if you when you go in the human fortress, besides the flamethrower guys, there's also peasants that you can just kill. Like you're playing Blood Omen One, and suck them, <laughs> suck their souls, which I did. Then I reloaded because I'm like, there's nothing here. I'm lost. 
Help me, kind sir. It'd be great if, like, there's a very specific order of things you have to do with the morality compass to get the full ending of the game. It's just no one, still no one's found it. Uh, it's called Hi, a PS2. Like 50 years in the, the future, and people will just, <laughs> some, some random kid in the basement will be like, oh my god, I beat the game and I got an ending. <laughs> All right. Do you have any last things you guys want to say about this game before we? Move? Well, I mean, we'll still be talking about it, but I want to move on. You guys ready to move on to questions and uh, comments, mm-hmm. memories? Yeah. All right. I got. I actually people. I was surprised how many people commented about this game. So a couple. I do want to. I'm going to read a couple memories real quick. Then, I, then I'll have a question. I'm going to ask. Uh, first from Anthony Wayne. He said, first game me and my dad ever beat together." I really oh. like reading stuff like oh, that when people. Because nice. God, I can't even remember the first game. Me and my dad beat together. Maybe Turtles in Time, but that's another. <laughs> Good game. Nice. Another one from Mike Otison. Love the writing in this series. The first one is pretty straightforward, but the next two go all wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. That they do. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, I mean, it it gets. I mean, I don't know anything past Soul Reaver because I have never played Soul Reaver two or Blood Omen or any of those yet. I can't wait now, but I don't. I but I've heard enough. Which I just got to say. How many? I don't want to ask this question. How many people didn't know anything about the series? Like I somehow stayed in the dark about what the series was until this podcast. Somehow. I mean, me. I I always okay. saw the fucking. I always saw the cover art of this fucking game and the picture everywhere. Sorry, that's what I was trying to talk about at the beginning. When my mic just started cutting off for some reason. Um, that's because I wasn't using a microphone. <laughs> apparently, yeah. Uh, yeah. My I I saw the fucking art for this game everywhere, and I always saw Raziel, and I didn't know he was fucking Raziel. I didn't even know he was a vampire. I didn't know what the fuck he was. I was like, oh, that's a weird, like, zombie demon thing. I just never knew. And then, literally, while playing this game, when the game fucking started, and he uh, falls into the pit and comes out, and he's like a wraith, I was like, oh! (laughs) That explains everything! I, oh, out loud. It was literally like you and uh, fucking Stefan from Degeneration. It's just, oh, <laughs> now I understand. Now I get it. Well, here's a, a, a story that I really did like from that. that I like stories like this from Christian Emmons. He said, when I was a kid, I had a demo of this on another game, maybe Tomb Raider. I played it over and over and loved it. I finally got the actual game somewhere, somehow, started playing. After about 20 minutes in, my grandfather walked by and saw the game case. He said I shouldn't be playing games where people are reaving souls and make me throw it out. Oh, (laughs) that actually, I've told this story on my show, but it, um, when we were playing, I I was, we were playing Final Fantasy 2, AKA 4 on the Super Nintendo at my cousin's house. Great game. Um, And so I have, I have two sets of cousins. One set are were Jehovah's Witnesses, and then one set were Catholic. Oh, yes. We were over, so I, me and my other cousin were the Jehovah's Witnesses, and we were over at the Catholic cousin's house. We were playing Final Fantasy II, and we got to the Rubicon boss fight. And if you don't know Rubicon from Final Fantasy II, <laughs> he's literally, he looks like the devil. He's just this tall dude with horns wearing all red. That is when my Catholic aunt walked in on us playing the game and said we shouldn't be playing that game and then also told my Jehovah's Witness aunt and then Final Fantasy was banned from both households for years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Have you introduced them to Xenogears? That's the game for them. Yeah, and that's the thing is it is it then and then I started just started playing a bunch of RPGs where you had to kill God. So what <laughs> yeah, that's what get them to play uh oh god, what was that fucking cruise uh divine hell game? 
Dante's Inferno Dante's game. Inferno? <laughs> was that the name of the oh, game? Was it just called Dante's Inferno? Dante's Inferno. Yeah. 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 I really want to play it. Don't you fight like a giant dick devil in that game? <laughs> yeah, and a topless uh, Medusa head or something. You fight a bunch of <laughs> real, yeah. yeah. I, I never dead babies even come out of her nipples at some point. You fight the devil, and he's got like a dick that's like three stories tall or low. <laughs> it's it's something. That's something I was not expecting out of Dante's Inferno. <laughs> I've always meant to play that, but who hey, knows? that's some devil <laughs> dick. All right. Another question from Chase, or not question, but another comment. You can watch all the cutscenes on YouTube. I confess to watching them once or twice. I agree. With. I mean, I, I, you know, we were kind of talking about earlier. The cutscenes are pretty cool in this game. Yeah. Like it does have some really cool. And like he was saying, we said many times, the writing in this game is just on par. Like it's it's fun to listen to. Music, yeah. sound effects, and but the writing when they start talking is great. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. Like, I don't know. I, I'd be curious to see, like, what kind of research they did. Like, I wonder if they read a ton of Shakespearean era books or something to get that that dialect down pat. Because, I mean, this is like this is a there's a lot of fucking dialogue in these games. Well, and, and it's like I mentioned in the last game, like the the voice actors that they are using are fest, they are stage actors. Um, with the exception, well, no, I think he might be too, but I didn't mention that Raziel is voiced by Michael Bell, who, uh, like, for me, like, his claim to fame is that he played Prowl in the original Transformers cartoon, and he's also <laughs> in, like, the Smurfs. He was in, like, a bunch of 80s cartoons. You call that um, a claim to fame, you say? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Transformers, man, that's, like, my shit. Like, that was yeah, that was my childhood thing, but, but he... Um, not mine. <laughs> but I think he did go on to do like a lot of stage work after he he did like his cartoon thing. So again, I, I mentioned this last time, but like if you look at on YouTube, like the the readings for Soul Reaver Two, like they got all of the actors to record in the same room so they could play off of each other because they were all like stage actors, and so they you know that's how they actually. There's a reason why the dialogue is the way it is, and it's because like these actors are actually acting together and not just reading off lines in a room, you know, over and over and over again. They're actually performing scenes and, and it definitely shows in the final final product. That's cool. Mm -hmm. well, I, I got a funny well, I actually really dislike Transformers for a really stupid reason. <laughs> but there was a girl I was dating that it's a very long story, but not how I'll break the girl so. I was dating her Boyfriend, then it came her husband while we were still dating. Yeah, uh, was uh, in like in love with Transformers, and ever since then I just do not like Transformers now. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was one fucked up part of my life. That's fair. <laughs> well, I think you still win so that uh, situation because I mean he's got to go watch all the Transformers movies, and so really <laughs> like he's but the one I, suffering. <laughs> he liked the movies if I remember correctly, but that's a that's a long this story. But also, I have, um, yes. Uh, my Google search history also now includes Dante's Inferno Devil Dick. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is actually I learned something that I did not know when I was asking questions from Winter Trebex. It said, "Hey, you can get the Fire Reaver in this game if you know where to look." That part I knew, but she also had said, or whoever this is, a human city was added in addition to the ruins of New Raptors Keep, but neither area progresses the plot. That's the thing that I was kind of mentioning, like. I was confused. I found the human city once by accident, never found New Raptors Keep because I got lost constantly in this game. And I just followed what the guy said. He said, go here. Okay, I went here. But I thought that was cool. It has two areas that aren't are optional for this game. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had 
intentions for those that they weren't able yeah. to actually utilize. Probably they ran out of money. Like you said, like if, whole... uh, optional is the right word. Yeah. <laughs> It's sort of like when you, when you hear about um, Shadow of the Colossus and there's like a couple entire areas that are rendered that you can't get to because they just never were able to use them for anything, but they're still in the game. So if you can like get into the code and break the boundaries of the game, you can see them, but there's no purpose to them because they just are basically unfinished areas. Yeah. I, they might have the optional item. Like there's a there's a stone glyph and some other stuff that I never cared yet. That the guy was like, "Well, go here," and I'm like, "That's nice. I want to go here and finish the game." <laughs> but I barely beat this game in time. I beat this game last night, and, and on Sundays, like when we record, I'm I go straight to I wake up, go to work, come home, record. So I was like, I gotta beat this game, or I'm not gonna finish it for the show. Yeah. <laughs> so that was. Oh, but oh, I have a, I have a memory I want to read here from someone from Laura said, I saw commercials for Soul Reaver 1 and really wanted it, but I was 14 and a freshman in high school at the time. A friend of mine was a big, impressive 18-year-old senior and said he'd burn me a copy but never got around to it. Yeah. Uh, two years later, my boyfriend loaned me Blood Omen 1, and I fell in love, never knowing the connection. A few months later, a friend brought her PS1 to school, showed me this deep, mature, goth-as-fuck game. She hooked it up to our English teacher's borrowed TV and showed me the open during lunch. I was outraged. Who does little shit Raziel think he was? Why did he... <laughs> Why did they have such a huge time skip? <laughs> it was the beginning of my lifelong passion. <laughs> I like that. It's so fucking good music. <laughs> that was from the Legacy Hain, uh group that I'm part of. <laughs> but, which I didn't know existed until this, uh, until we played Blood, the first Blood Omen. Does a video game exist? There's probably a, a community for it somewhere online. And I'm probably I part mean, of it. Yeah. <laughs> Because I join everything at this point, but that's so that's not near near here nor there. I actually did have a lot of people that came to me when I was because I always post their comments in, in memory some of the Facebook groups I'm part of, and a lot of people came to me and had a lot to say about this game. Like a lot of people really like Soul Reaver, like even way more than Blood Omen One. I think this for a lot of people was one of their games in the in the late '90s, early 2000s that everyone remembers. Somehow I completely missed it, but a lot of people recognize it. Yeah, I think I, I think for a lot of people, this this is their introduction to the Legacy of Kane series. On this, you I won't get this reference exactly, but I know what it is. But maybe Julian will find this more funny. Uh, from Justin Berger says, when that game came out, the only thought I had was Kane from WWF. So, <laughs> I don't. Different I know spelling, who Kane is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we get Kane to play Kane in the Legacy of Kane HD remaster? That <laughs> you get Kane to play. I see you in a stupid movie. <laughs> But, you know. Oh, that's the other guy. Oh, no, random, that is Kane. Kane random versus... question. Were there two different actors that played Kane in WWS, or was it the same guy the whole time? Um, if memory serves, um, I think that there were a couple times when they had another guy playing Kane, but I think that might have been part of a, an actual storyline in the show where there were, mm -hmm. like, two Kanes. Um, but other than that, like as far as like a, a actual person like taking over for Glenn, whatever his name is, I don't think that ever actually happened. Like Jacobs. Yeah, he he has been Kane now. the whole time. Yeah. Okay. That's a he random question. I just I remember growing up during the Attitude Era when people when my friends watch were big into wrestling. I didn't care less about it, but I remember being absorbed around it. So and yeah. oh, you're a wrestling fan. If I remember, if I listened to yes. the show correctly, remember? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know you guys know Kane, Kane, the wrestler? Kane, he's he's a, a mayor in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. Yes, it is. All right, I got one more thing I think I'm going to read. 
uh, from Misha Argo. Said, Overall, I liked it. The setting was really bleak, and I had not played the preceding Legacy of Kane game. Only one. Uh, the treatment of vampire lore and powers was an interesting mechanic, as you had to defeat bosses to gain their abilities to progress through the Nothgoth landscape. Welcome to Zelda. <laughs> um, that's what I got to say. But I, I, I ended up growing on that whole aspect of having to get different things, and I liked that they did it in this game. I like it in any game. I'm a gamer, so yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that mechanic. I like that that um that like level of evolution to your character and everything. I I didn't hate. I just want. <laughs> I just really want wings. Okay, I just want. I want him to actually have his real wings and be able to fly, and I'd be happy. I want whenever you have the wings. I want it to not be in an area where the wind sound effect is cranked up to fucking two hundred and eleven. <laughs> just the entire fucking time, can't hear myself think because I can fly here. Great. <laughs> Oh, like they do, like we didn't mention, but they do have areas in this game that blow wind up a pipe that he's been referencing and, and arguing about that lift you up to higher places because you know. No, it's just not? anywhere where you. I don't know. Maybe it was just like my copy, but anywhere I was like in that had wind, it just occasionally it was just fucking insanely loud. It sounded like I was in a yeah. fucking like hurricane all of a sudden. Hey, that you're just bringing back memories for yourself, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I can glide. Just tell me I can glide. <laughs> all right. Just fucking, we, are just you guys ready to? It, Go to shelf box. Something. <laughs> Should we go to shelf box? Sure. Yes. Do it. Okay. <laughs> Stefan's like, get me out of here. Uh, <laughs> Stefan, why don't you go first? Uh, yeah. So sorry. Um, <clears throat> this whole time, I've been uh, <clears throat> cutting off my mic because I don't know why, but I'm just coughing up a storm over here. So I really haven't talked. I've been doing it. And same. Um, I'm doing the same yeah. exact thing, so don't worry. <laughs> sorry. That was not. And. Yeah, and uh, so I don't know if I'm getting sick or something, but uh, I, <laughs> I just want to apologize to everyone. Yeah, I, it's the T-virus. <laughs> it's the T-virus. <laughs> it begins. Itchy. Tasty. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm going to keep mine really short. Um, <clears throat> it was a fun game. It did a lot of things that on the PS1 that I didn't think were possible. And That's accurate. And uh, it's, I kind of wish I could have seen that ending to see how bad it was. It sounds bad. You, you too. <laughs> yeah, but uh, mm, this I, isn't, this I isn't like... 1999 anymore. I don't have to come over to your house and beat the game to show you the ending. So. <laughs> I got a, I got a party like it's 1999. It's almost, um, I hate that song. I hate Prince, and I live, in, I live in the Twin Cities. I do not like Prince. Prince. Keep going. God yeah, damn it. Like... Hold on, no, this is, we're gonna talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's let Stephen finish. We'll friends. talk about it after. I'll bring show. it up at the end. I'm leaving the show. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't really know what else to say. I didn't finish the game. I really enjoyed the boss designs. Uh, just the way they look all fleshy and mangled and like put together in odd ways. And for some reason, one of them is shooting out babies to be burned. Yeah. Um, all that stuff is kind of neat. And uh, I like the Legacy of Kane series in general. So, yeah, I'll put it on my shelf, but I kind of feel like I couldn't, I shouldn't be putting it anywhere because I really didn't finish it. And I, I don't have a full observation of it, but it feels like it should go on my shelf. So that's it. Should. That's it. Now I'm going to go cough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How about you, Julian? Oh, I mean, yeah, this is definitely going on the shelf. I'm I'm such a huge fan of the series. And going back and looking at this, you know, obviously I didn't get to play it like I wanted to, but just going back and looking at footage, I'm just reminded of how 
bloody impressive it is for being on the PS1. Like, it's just doing stuff that, like I said earlier, should not be possible on that console. And I, again, like, the writing is just so great, and the voice acting is just some of the best still um, in gaming. Um, it, it's a it's a big, big favorite of mine. And I'm surprised, well, actually, I'm not surprised. I, I, I was going to say I was surprised I didn't already own it, but my PlayStation 1 collection is relatively small, um, just because I bought all of those games as they were coming out and then traded them in as soon as I was done with them. Uh, so it's it's only been in recent years that I've been like kind of building a collection and going back to stuff that, you know, I, I enjoyed and wanted to just like have on the shelf, just even if I'm not going to play them, just to be like, yeah, this is a game that is really important to me. And that's that's where it's going to go. Okay. I'll, I'll go next. I, I The first hour of this game, I was swearing at this game, calling this game a piece of shit. It wasn't the game. It was me. I didn't know how to play. Like, apparently, I don't know how to plug a microphone in after recording 40-some-odd podcast episodes. But, hey. Um, I'm, after a while, though, I really got into this game, especially by the first boss fight. I was just loving this game, even though this is not really my style of game. I don't, I'm not good at 3D platformers, as Banjo-Kazooie. And I just really enjoyed it. I didn't want to stop playing. I enjoyed being in the world. I don't really like block puzzles that much, and I'm, I'm okay if I don't see any more block puzzles for a while. But this is a this is a good game that I recommend that if you have the chance, play it. It's on Steam. It's easy to get three dollars or something and just play it. It's well worth it. Unless your Steam won't let you buy it like Julian. Yeah. But it's <laughs> definitely worth playing. And I'm putting this on the shelf. I'm I'm so Holy I'm shit. so happy we played it. Wait, yes. hold on. Mike, is this the first time you've put something on the shelf? In a like, while. It's I, I haven't listened to every episode, but literally every episode that I've listened to, it's gone in the box. And, and I... <laughs> A lot go in the box, especially, which I forgot to mention, even though I wrote it down in the show notes, this is week four of our Spooktober event. And so far, the first three, all in the fucking box. It's fucked yeah. up yeah. game. But this game, well, going on the shelf, I, I, really, I really enjoy it. Now I'm definitely putting Soul Reaver 2 on the list when we, get next, when we start putting the next schedule together in March, <clears> or for after March. Well, I will definitely join you guys for that one if you want. I do, I do own that. That is on my shelf right now, so I don't <laughs> I don't have to worry about any weirdness as far as like getting a copy in time. It's already here. So <laughs> my goal is to play the rest of the series throughout next year, maybe or at least two of the series next year, and bring you on for the entire series as we as we play through all Legacy of Kane throughout this throughout this podcast growing. Definitely, my... I, I enjoy being your guide into Nosgoth. <laughs> it's funny yeah. you are, <laughs> <laughs> and. So I'm putting this on the shelf. How about you, Stu? Oh, uh, boy, I really shouldn't have gone last. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm i going to put this in my box. Uh, oh. Yeah. I enjoyed playing this game um, for the most part. Like, I, I think... See, this is going to be difficult because this is going to be me basically saying that I like a bunch of different aspects of this game and then still putting it in the box. Um I really like, first of all, you, there's an underwater section that isn't total ass, which is impressive oh, in its own way. Um, especially Let's for 1999. That is incredibly impressive. Uh, <laughs> the boss is like, the boss designs are great. They're phenomenal. And I would love to see what they would look like today if they came out. Um, even if just Sony does like, <sighs> like art of what they would look like, I think it'd be cool to see. Uh, <clears throat> I like that the bosses are all beaten with like alternate means like you're you're not punch, you're not just punching any boss to death it's like oh you gotta pull the spears out of the sky you gotta break windows and they kind of set that Zelda. up yeah but they kind of said i mean even the zelda bosses it's like okay like get the eye out and then beat the shit out of the eye with your sword yeah but this is like 
you gotta uh, open off all the fucking windows and burn him to death because of course you do because he's a vampire. Like it makes sense within the lore. It makes sense mechanically to break up just the like constant beating up enemies. This game has like a really unique art style that I appreciate. It's not my favorite, but I I like like I like it. I know a lot of effort went into it, and that is very impressive. The sound is pretty bad work. <laughs> the sound design is pretty god awful. Um, Man, I I I'm wondering if that was a thing with your copy though, because I definitely well didn't notice anything like that when I was watching that long play, and I definitely don't remember anything like that, you know, from back in the day. And I'm wondering if maybe it was just like a glitch or something going I, on. Yeah. I Are there scratches on your copy? Uh, no, it was just like yeah. the just the wind was really loud, and I, I'm obviously I'm exaggerating a little bit. It wasn't like deafening, but it was very annoying. Um, <laughs> he was very upset because yeah, well I I was because the, the music is like very like orchestral and gothic, and I thought that was kind of cool. And then yeah, just it was just like the sound effects are so fucking loud that it's hard to hear the music, and I I like hearing the music. Played the fucking music. <laughs> I'm okay with that. They don't need to play any music. Well, you don't listen to the game anyway, man. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciate this game. I appreciate every aspect of this game, pretty much. Uh, I mean, the, the the writing and the dialogue is fantastic. It's just not a game that, like, ever really grabbed me as a kid. And it didn't grab me as an adult, either. I, I don't know. It's it It's really hard to go back to PS1-era games. Like, I... Yeah. I will definitely agree with you on that point. Like it, it's the reason why, like of all the games that I always put down as ones that I want remade, they all come from the PS one. Like right. I want silent Hill one remade because it, that's a fantastic horror game, but man, it's really hard to play now. Um, like, there's also, a lot of uh, games like that. I was just also never like a big vampire guy, especially not like when they go way over the top. Like I love the lost boys, but those are very like quote unquote grounded vampires. Right. So what you're telling me is you like shitty vampire movies. So what you're trying to tell me? How dare you? <laughs> I the Lost Boys is one of the best movies ever made, Mike. I've never I seen all of this podcast. <laughs> I'm actually kidding. I've never seen you. the movie. So, uh, Stu, okay. would you say that you enjoyed the first Blood Omen over this, the second, then Soul Reaver? <clears throat> um, yes. I think the thing that this, I mean, this game just builds off of the first game really well. Um, even the first game is just like, it's so over the top. Um, at least for me. For me, it's just a little a little too over the top. And I want to say with the first game, I didn't put it on my shelf either. Um, I could have looked and found out, but I, that would involve me having to listen to our old episodes, and I didn't do that. so <laughs> mad at Mike for even joking about the Lost Boys being a bad movie. <laughs> I've only well, seen <laughs> half of it, and it didn't interest me, but that was a long time ago, and I... But I do mean to watch Joel, it again. Joel Schumacher <laughs> has so few good movies, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But, hey, I will say this. If we're talking about vampires, this is kind of... I will say The First Twilight is a good movie. So, How uh, dare okay, Yeah, that, that's a hill <laughs> you can die I on. You can definitely tell which of the fucking podcasters here have taste and which of us don't, so... <laughs> I actually like uh, First Twilight, New Moon, and Eclipse, I think, are good movies. How but many hey. Frog Brothers were in the Twilight movies? Just like, you know, None. Yeah, because Frog Boys are too, so fucking read and weep. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, oh God, I really, again, it's, I really appreciate this game. I really wish I liked it. I just, it didn't grab me. I, I think if this game came out with a modern re-release, I'd 
I'd play it and I might enjoy it, but not this yeah. one. No. Like just just to kind of move forward, I can see you probably enjoying Soul Reaver two more, or definitely Legacy of Kane Defiance, which I which might actually be the best in the series, I just really from a from a playability really standpoint. Want to play that now? So bad. Look, I, I think it just comes down to um, you know some people like Blade and some people like Blade two. <laughs> All three Blades are amazing. So, well, Blade Trinity was certainly a movie. Um, it's a good movie. It does have. It does have pre-Deadpool Ryan Reynolds being Deadpool in it, which is, it's worth watching for uh, that. And, and speaking of hills I'll die on, I also will die on another hill, which we haven't mentioned this podcast yet. It has nothing to do with this, but You're I'm going to anyway. turn all Devil, of our viewers against us. Double May Cry 2 is one of my favorite Double May Cry games. Oh, oh, okay, God, yeah, we're done. Last last bit, I am, I'm taking my mic off. It's been fun. I, I don't need a plug. Is there anything else um, you want to get to? You support the rise of Hitler? <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. I think we should uh, kill all puppies and kittens. In all fact, I love every Devil May Cry game. I think they're all amazing. So What's that's your, part uh, of the joke. Your favorite Star Wars fans of Menace? <laughs> Mike, no, but that's a good I think movie. My dick just fell off. Jesus Christ. All right. I. <laughs> I think it's time we should introduce what we're playing next week. Everyone fucking uh, hates us. Everyone hates me. It's not you guys. We're, this is a podcast full of some hot we're takes. encouraging this behavior. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of hot takes. I just I just been saving them. Oh, so, uh, Stu, do you want to introduce what what game you picked out for us next week that we're going to be talking no. about? <laughs> oh. You don't sure. remember, do you? Uh, I think I do, but I don't want to get it wrong because... It's on the list. Yeah, yeah. Outline. Okay. yeah. I didn't want to say the one that we're keeping kind of quiet. Um, we're by probably going to mention it soon. Even I don't though we do I edit these, and I guess you can cut it out. But we are playing next week. We are playing Penumbra. Overture. Overture, yes. It was the spiritual prequel to the, uh, well, it, the Amnesia games, I should say, are the spiritual successor to the Penumbra games. Yeah. And I'm not the first, like, I, big Windows I, horror games. I'm yeah. I'm not. I'm not looking forward to listening. No, to you're it. gonna I, fucking hate it. <laughs> oh, I know. I played the first five minutes of it. I'm like, I hate you, Stu. So we'll see what I have to say <laughs> next week. But I think uh, Helena's gonna be on that episode, right? Yes, Helena's joining us, and Adam, her boyfriend, is joining us because nice. Stefan couldn't was not able to get this run on his PC. So I don't think he'll be joining us next week. Yeah, this is no, difficult. Unfortunately, so because it's old... he'll be back for our big Halloween episode that we're doing right before Halloween. Yeah, well, that going to announce that next week. It's going to be amazing. We're, we're going to announce it next week because I, <laughs> okay. I need to promote it for a week, so I'm going to mention it. Well, I'm excited about Penumbra, though, because I haven't played those games in a long time, and they're very yeah. spooky. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get far, and I'm already like, hmm. All right, first I, um, first I do want, before I um get to a couple plugs, one thing I do want to say, this is your first episode. Normally, I do pr- connect the microphone in the beginning of the episode, so this normally doesn't happen. So if you're still here somehow, thank you. We usually do a better job. <laughs> I'm also sick, and I, my brain wasn't thinking. Very sp- <laughs> I was out of town all weekend. I just got back today. I didn't test my mic. That's, that's on me. <laughs> Normally, we're better than this. But also, Julian, do you mm-hmm. want to give a quick shout-out to your awesome podcast? Yeah. Um, so my, po- awesome. my podcast is Nerds Without Pants. No pants. Um, just recently, uh, like our most recent episode, we were talking about our favorite video game, Edgelords. That's episode 162, <laughs> which is a lot of fun. <laughs> but more pertinent to this discussion... Um, our next episode, 163, is our annual Halloween Havoc episode, and I'm really excited about this one. Um, my co-host, Justin, who was on an episode of Games My Mom Found, um, he is also a huge coward, Mike. 
<laughs> so what we're going to be doing uh, for our, our main topic of our Halloween episode is a horror intervention for him where me and uh, Rob, who is actually one of the co-founders of the show, who hasn't been on since episode 17, are going to get together with our listeners and suggest scary movies and games that Justin may be able to handle. And so that should be a lot of fun. And also... <laughs> Stepping into the steel cage that episode is Soul Reaver versus Medieval. So if you want to hear me talk a little bit more about Soul Reaver and if it uh, stacks up to Medieval, um, definitely check that one out. Uh, the great thing about video game cage match is that we pick the winners based on the most arbitrary shit you can possibly imagine. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Like, and, and it's even more fun when people don't even know the games we're talking about. Like last episode we did Mystical Ninja on N64 versus Brave Friends from Musashi. And I think... 80% of the listeners had never played either game and it was glorious. Well, <laughs> tell James to go to watch that. Uh, tell James to go watch that classic movie, uh, Lost Boys. Yeah, <laughs> everyone, everyone go watch Lost Boys. Yeah. And can I just make a, make a, a request for games my mom found? Sure, of course. Um, can you guys please play like either Parappa the Rapper or Bust a Groove or Guitar we, Man? Oh, and oh, just, just so that, because I want to hear Mike's brain explode when he has to listen to the music Parappa in a game in order rapper. to play it. <laughs> we, play we, we've talked about Parappa the Rapper. And... I've never played it other than five minutes at the uh, video game museum thing at the Children's Museum when it was here, but I will try it. Or play it a minute. It's I should insane. Be a minute. We've talked about it, but I don't think it's still like playable. It is. Oh, it is? I have a copy of it if you want to play it. So not is it, I can get you a copy, let's It's say. difficult to play on a modern TV because of the um input lag. I won't yeah. I won't mm. be playing it on a modern TV, so <laughs> I've heard playing on a, on a screen. I've heard uh <laughs> yeah, technical there's technical glitches that make that game very hard to play nowadays. So get through, man. I've heard a lot of good things about, but I don't have a working PS2 at the moment. Um, I make a recommendation for a game that's a, a scary game that's not that scary. Yes, absolutely. I'll pass I, it along to Justin. Alien <laughs> Isolation. Fucking Christ. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. That game is terrible. That game freaks Terribly me out. Terribly scary. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say Halo 1 because it has the, the flood sections of the game, which are very spooky, but they're not overtly scary. Oh, yeah. And Justin, he actually is a Halo fan. He's played through those. And so okay. that's going to be part of the fun is trying to get to the bottom of just what is it that he's so scared of. Um, for, like just for context, like he stopped playing Batman Arkham Knight because of the Joker jump scares. Oh wow! <laughs> See, originally yeah. I was gonna say Bioshock because that game stops being scary after a while. But if yeah. he can't handle Arkham, he can't handle Bioshock. Oh yeah, he, yeah. he's a it's it's an because I, I think he has played Bioshock, so it's it's gonna be an interesting thing getting to the bottom of his fears. <laughs> One game that he should play that he'd have to play and get other means to get a hold of is an old arcade game called Night Slashers. It's a beat 'em up. Where you fight Ooh, vampires and zombies and stuff. It's, wow, that's one I don't know. That's... I didn't know about it until I was Googling stuff, and it's really, yeah, he'll, it's really awesome. If you like <clears> final <throat> fighting games like that, it's just, it's just an arcade beat em up, but you fight like monsters. It's real, it's really interesting. Hmm. So I can get you ways to get a hold of it, but not on, not on, not on this, but there are ways to find it. It's worth oh, yeah, trying. I'm looking at this now. I've, I have never seen this game. That's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's really cool. I played it on my phone last year. I looked up the games I beat last year, October, and that's where I found it. So, yeah, definitely, I'd recommend that for Justin. Because <laughs> so, it's not scary, but it, it gives you that whole theme of Halloween and, and scary yeah. without actually being scary, especially in a case where you hit a button add a coin to your game, so it doesn't matter. Right. Might be scarier in a real arcade where you don't have coins in pocket, but, you know. <laughs> Good luck finding a copy. All right. I'll, let's see what else do I want to say before we 
I have an extremely oh, first niche off, recommendation if you want to throw that out there. Sure, why not? Because <laughs> I uh, I remember today um, that I was going through like I was trying to figure out what to listen to on my way back from DC. It's like a four four hour drive. Games my mom and, phone. Uh, I did listen to the Games My Mom Found podcast, <laughs> uh, so I'd like to recommend the Games My Mom Found podcast, everybody. <laughs> but also, I forgot about this band that I had on my on uh, Google Play Music that I actually saw live when I was way younger, um, called Lion Eyes, L-I-O-N-I-Z-E. And I forgot about them, and I just rediscovered them at the perfect time, because I have their EP, uh, Mummies Wrapped in Money, which is, it's a bunch of reggae songs sung from the perspective of like horror movie bad guys <laughs> so there's like a song that's uh sung from the perspective of like a serial killer stalking somebody and a mommy putting a curse on people and it's all <laughs> reggae which is really fun uh, all right okay. um be- before we do more plugs there's one thing i do i do want to mention we mentioned earlier like you i made a comment how i don't really like prince's music there's a reason behind that it had nothing to do with his music prince stole your girlfriend <laughs> I used to work with this guy who was complete utter asshole. Not gonna say what job, but I worked with him, and he loved Prince, and he would just play Prince's music. And ever since then, I'm like, fuck Prince, fuck this guy. And <laughs> people who, so that's partly where that came from, and partly that's a bad reason. Like, like, listen to Prince. <laughs> I just, I also have just never been into his music, but that made me not like his music even more. Even I think he's a very talented artist, but I just never, it's never been for me. But I'm also the guy who listened to Taylor Swift and could sing a Taylor Swift song word for word right now on the show. Not going to, but I could. So Everyone. my, my, my taste Prince, music might be questionable. God. Prince was like the Mozart of our time, Mike. You're missing out. Well, I, kind of, like, I don't like Prince, but I like Taylor Swift. Like, <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> Prince, like, this changed is an episode of Hot music, takes. man. I also like Nickelback a lot, too. And I've seen Nickelback uh, on that count. Okay, we need to end the podcast. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to promote this episode when it comes out, Mike. I'm, I'm just... I'm... <laughs> like Prince and oh. David Bowie, two people from our time that have changed music forever. I do like some of David Bowie's songs, like Ziggy Stardust, his guitar. <laughs> but, like, all right. Oh, I like Nickelback and Taylor Swift. Fuck if you don't God hate me, you can... If you don't hate me after listening to the end of this episode, you can find plenty more episodes where I don't where I don't have a bunch of hot takes on getting my mom phone wherever you get your podcast. I also want to give a quick shout out to the podcast I'd mentioned earlier um, that will have a link in the show notes along with Nerds Without Pants is uh, driving driving with us podcast where they talk about not video games but humorous stories of idiot people driving around the city about many cities and they have people write in which I actually wrote in or recorded in. And also our awesome intro and outro came courtesy of Bulby, aka Mike Stoney. From his EP, Bite the Bullet. The song is Cool Kid Squad. Wow. Okay. Can't wait for him to stop, uh, stop playing as he uses music after he finds out. About your <laughs> I don't opinion. think he listens to the show, so I think we're okay. <laughs> Even, so, And also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm always constantly, usually posting images of the upcoming game. I want to thank you all for listening. Every, everyone have a wonderful night. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody. Watch Lost Boys.